Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's talk about something, Nick. We have not uh, talked about your dad and a little medical episode that he went through recently. Yeah, he had a stroke, and yeah. uh, so that's the scary, shocking news. The good news is that he's doing pretty well, um, and uh, when it happened, we were a little alarmed, and it's a stroke, right? It's a real medical thing, yeah. and so um, he's in. my parents spent about half the year in Colorado, and uh, he's doing better. He's actually home. He got home this weekend. Um, oh, he's home. At his house in Colorado. Oh, okay. uh, out, out there. He was in I'll a rehab center for a stretch. And he's so, on the lower level now, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my brother Probably got... a wise move. My brother um, and a friend moved everything from their second floor to their first floor so he could walk around and, and life is easier. But he was in this rehab center for a better part of a week. He was in the hospital first and then they, he was discharged from the hospital, went to this rehab center. And uh, first of all, people that do physical therapy and, and occupational therapists are godsends. They are just incredible people. Preston, you and I have, have been to Trinity many times, and mm-hmm. uh, what the work that they do to help you get your life back is, is really remarkable. So he was getting great care at this rehab center and um, and really made a lot of advancements very quickly. And uh, when you have a stroke, you also have to do a lot of um, uh, things to get your brain working again, yes. right? So you, you right. It, that's part of where the sort of the occupational therapy comes in, and you have to learn how to brush your teeth again and, and comb your hair and remember words that you have forgotten. And so he was struggling with a few things. He couldn't come up with a word for, like, turkey sandwich, for example. Right. right? Be sitting in front of him, and he couldn't say those words. So uh, one um, method of therapy that we've learned about a lot over the last uh, couple of weeks is music therapy. And my dad is 75 years old. You know, he's a, he's a classic rock guy. He loves the Beatles and the Stones. Um, and one artist that he was introduced to during music therapy is Metallica. <laughs> now, my dad, uh, I wouldn't qualify him as a Metallica fan, um, but for whatever reason, uh, the music therapist would start playing these Metallica songs, and my dad, the, the, the method, uh, as far as I understand it, is they, the, um, the woman would play guitar, she'd play um, Nothing Else Matters. And so you, you know, a few chords of Nothing Else Matters, and then my dad would have to repeat it on a uh, sort of like a xylophone, right? And, and he'd be given instructions to play this chord and then this chord or this note and then this note. So he's actually, he's actually asked... To play it back to her. Yes, but but he's not a musician, Steve. So right. it'd be like uh, hit the red one, and then right. hit the blue one, and then hit the green one, and then you will be able to mimic the tones that she was doing. So All right. He's not doing like advanced chords, right? Um, but uh, that went well, and then they started giving him a, uh, a guitar, and he took he played guitar when he was a, a much younger man, uh, and he played a little bit of that as well. And then but, he had to play subdivisions on the drums. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they busted out the Neil Peart uh, drum kit. Took me a week to figure that yeah. out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason that I bring this up is I'd love to learn more about music therapy because he responded so well to well, it. It, it, it had an, uh, an immediate and positive effect. I like how he approached you about the Mate. Can, <laughs> so, you, can you say that? Yeah, yeah. so he goes, uh, you know, he's telling us about the music therapy and that it's working. And they were playing a, a few Beatles songs like Here Comes the Sun. And then he goes, uh, you know, and I, I like those. I like those songs. And then he's like, uh, Nick, do you, uh, you guys play Metallica at MMR, right? And I was like, yeah, we've been playing Metallica for a long time. He's like, do you like them? I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. He's like, do you know this song, Nothing Else Matters? <laughs> <laughs> like, I do, Dad, yeah. Um, is he a fan uh, now? He is. Wow. And it's, it was so interesting wow, to see him. Okay. Like, he, you know, I think maybe he looked at Metallica on the surface and kind of dismissed them. And all of a sudden, he's like, 
you know, I kind of like Metallica. And and I think in no small part because this song in particular has had a real positive impact on his brain and on his recovery. Well, I don't understand a lot of how it works. I've known people who are music therapists and, yeah, yeah. and what they do. I know that music has a powerful mnemonic uh, ability to... to to make you associate things, and uh, it, it provides comfort, and it can get you jazzed up. But I don't know, like, this is the most I've ever heard it explained about how they did it, Nick, which you just said about with your dad. Yeah. It, it, I didn't I, know that, because you know what I thought Nick was going to say? What? I thought that this music spoke to him lyrically. Like right, the right, Nothing right. else matters aspect <clears throat> of, the, of the, which I haven't really sat and, and dissected the lyrics of this song, but I thought maybe it spoke to him, hey... You know, nothing else matters, but right now, maybe healing myself and getting on the right train. No, it's not that. It's playing the actual note. Yes. Right. And he likes the melody of it. Yeah, so. he does. And and uh, But Steve, like, exactly to your point, like there's something that gets triggered in the brain where uh, he's following along with his chords, and it helps his brain to remember completely separate things that have nothing to do with this music, but the music therapy literally helps to repair the brain after well, a stroke. You, you, your dad's doing very well, which is great he to is. hear that this yeah. is happening, but I've seen footage, and, and you have, I'm, I'm sure, I know, Preston, you have, you've seen it. It's someone who's sort of very far along with dementia. Yeah. And they hear a song. Oh, yeah. And they they snap to they light up. Yeah. It's like wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm ta- I was talking to somebody actually on uh, Friday who is just turned 65. And for all intents and purposes, like, is a, a super healthy uh, 65-year-old uh, right. person. You know, exercises all the time, you know, quick as, as, as a whip. Um, but is retiring in in just a couple of months, and it's because dementia and all that sort of stuff runs in his family, and and, and so in his mind he's working backwards. He's like he's like maybe I got like twenty years left, so I, I want to wow, enjoy, enjoy the time that I have. But this it, 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 um, talking about what we're talking about now, like uh, his. Uh, his daughter-in-law is a doctor, and she's like, you're doing everything right. The only thing I would add to this is learn how to play a musical instrument. More Metallica. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but like, no. Learn how to play a musical instrument. That that will help keep your, your brain... Um, engaged. Engaged. Well, yeah, yeah so we're going to continue the lessons, Casey, when he gets back to PA. We're, gonna, we're hoping to continue the music therapy, but, like, the keeping the brain engaged portion of it is, um, it, it's, I think it's a, he's an old dog, and taking, teaching him these new tricks is not an easy thing. Yeah, is it just something? Why don't you have Froggy move in with it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, poor Froggy. By the way, a study from the University of Edinburgh, I just saw this this morning, because I that we're talking about this, because mm-hmm. I didn't plan on connecting these together, uh, discovered a connection between Learning an instrument earlier in life and strong cognitive skills in old age. Researchers found a small but significant link between the two as they studied octogenarians who had been part of a decades-long study. And of the 366 participants, 117 played an instrument as a child or a teen. The most common instrument played was a piano. Uh, the researcher said, as we and others search for the many small effects that might contribute toward some people's brains aging more healthily than others, these results are worth following up on. So it might be one of those little I things. I always knew. That, um, to me, I was always, if you could learn that, if you could train someone, a young mind, to learn how to play an instrument like a piano, which has a little bit more of a, a level of complexity to it, it can only help benefit you. They stuck me with the trombone, Preston. Did I mention that? Well, you have <laughs> mentioned that. What do you think? Let's say that you're you're in the depths of of uh, some kind of mental condition, whether it be Alzheimer's or, or a dementia being yeah. a um, uh, an aspect of whatever you're going through. What do you think? What song would pull you out? If if not 
you know, just temporarily bring you back to who you are. It's got to be Mambo number five. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, really? Afro Man because I got high. <laughs> um, those, no, no it, but I mean, it'd be hard to think something of that speaks to your soul, whatever it may be, uh, melodically or or, or, or uh, lyrically. Uh, what song might uh, bring you out? What is this? Oh my God! This is Afro Man. Man. <laughs> He's coming back. Preston, is that you? Are you there? He's <laughs> 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 like there. a billion. <laughs> Kind of works with the rhythm. Will you? I think one. I think a song like that, Preston. You, you would. It, it might not be something that you would think about as your cogent. It might be something like out of the blue. This Metallica song did it for Nick's dad. Yeah, it yeah. might. It could very well be Afro Man. Yeah. Something you would not. Mine would be Footloose. <laughs> Kathy gets up. She's, totally. All of a sudden, yes. her problems are all good. She starts dancing around the room. But it does speak to something you had mentioned, which is the, the power of, of music and songs that have literally kind of changed, changed your life. Or, or provided great yeah, joy or, yeah. or, or connection. Yeah, to some specific memory or moment in your life. We're going to be playing a crap load of music at the end of this week. A to Z. Uh, you know what song makes me happy? And and I, I would probably snap me out. Because I, I got high? No, no. It's actually, it's a Journey song. It's oh, Stone in God. Love. I, I just... Yeah, you love that song. I love that tune. I love the guitar riff. I love the, the lyrics. I love everything. This would, I yeah, <laughs> this would probably wake my ass up if I was uh, mumbling and drooling into, you know, <laughs> my Afghan I had around my belt. This is a good song. I don't care what anybody says. This would get me going, probably. Let, um, it play, let it play a little bit. Okay. Kathy, you can't see it. Go on YouTube, Kathy's dancing. <laughs> yeah. You know what song gave me a lot of comfort and a lot of solace? And this is a more recent thing. Uh, the Killers, All These Things That I Have Done. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. That, to me, that song spoke to me uh, when it came out, and I, was, I don't know what I was going through mentally, but I remember it It was like, okay, I can reframe off this song. I thought you were going to say Fix You by Coldplay, because that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a common one, and a lot of people relate to that. Steve, I mentioned this song earlier with, when it comes to my dad, but I honestly think, like, Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles, there's something sort of Hopefully. that taps into your soul about it. Right. Does it wake you up? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, when it kicks in. Yeah. But this, even here. Yeah. I love this part. Yeah. Just that. And, and the killers, uh, Brandon Flowers, yeah. these anthemic sort of, yeah. but not phoned in. Right. They do it so well. Oh, my Here God. Here you go. This would be for you, Nick? I think so, yeah. I played this 
as the sun was coming up on Cadillac Mountain. And, on a, uh, with your cello? No, no, no. I, I can't play the cello oh. anymore. <laughs> anymore. Or ever? Or ever. But <laughs> also anywhere anymore. also works. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, in Acadia National Park. It's, oh. it's the, the, if you're atop Cadillac, mm. so you'll be the first to see the sunrise. Oh, that's very in cool. The, uh, in the country. They should have so. it playing around the clock there. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, the one I just mentioned to you here, Casey, when you had your headphones off for a second? This is the one I think we're doing for me. Sucking on a chili dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. How can you not? I don't care. Yeah. So the wife has left you, the kids aren't talking to you, but you got that chili dog. Yeah, you still have that. You can suck away. By yeah. the way, I talked to that artist over the weekend, Tom McGovern. Yes. I think yeah. It's, yeah, he he might be able to come to camp out. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Were you here? Sucking on a chili dog. Yeah, my wife told me all about it. He called us, yeah. yeah. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> the part that would get me. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> Would be hang on a second. On a chili dog, sucking on a chili right dog. Right here, chili dog. <laughs> chili dog. That's it. I would get. I would get. I'd be hungry. I'd want to get moving again. Chili dog. By the way, chili dog. Just tangential to this conversation, but just and I've seen it pop up, and it's something. If you are dealing, you know, on on the more serious side of this, which is like a dementia thing or something, they are finding out that they are getting great results with the use of, believe it or not, Viagra. Yeah, we're talking about a, that. Yeah, yeah, as a preventative. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, but also, like, yeah. like in the 70% of being able to allay that. God. Now, back to the music. Having a Woody and being able to be happy about it and, wow. and, and do something with it. It's like... It's all the greatest things all ever. All medicine should give you a boner. Yeah. All right, hang on. I'm going to go to Pauline, who's a music therapist for hospice oh. patients. Hi there, Pauline. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? Wonderful. We're having a nice little discussion about music therapy. What do you want to add to the conversation? Well, music therapy is just a great way to help people at end of life. We do a special thing called transition music therapy, which is when people are dying. And often... The families are really scared to get close to people when they're dying, but music makes it possible for them. Just get right up to bedside. They have something to do. They can stroke their mom or dad's hand as they're passing. And it's just the most beautiful thing. And is it you? It's usually... No. So sometimes it's touching. That's not the right one. Brown? Yeah. Remember we had the gal who did that? Yeah. She was thinking of sing to patients as they were passing. Yeah. Yeah. All Arthur Arthur Brown stuff. Yeah. It was all Arthur Brown. The God of Hellfire, and I bring you fire. I'm going to bring you some fire. Maybe they were into metal. Yeah. I don't really know. Uh, but Pauline, so do, besides uh, as transitioning, do you, do you use uh, music therapy in other aspects as well? Oh, absolutely. There are people that that have had strokes, you know, and they can't they they can't walk anymore. And so we help people with the rhythm. It really uh, fires up the brain, and then they're able to walk. Or people that haven't talked for a long time, you sing songs that they're familiar with from when they were young and suddenly yeah. they can they can they can sing. grab some Lionel Richie you can have them dancing on the ceiling <laughs> oh uh, yeah Pauline this is Nick that we started the conversation because my dad had had a stroke uh, a couple of weeks ago and he's been having music therapy he's out in Colorado but um he's responded so positively to it and he's 75 years old and he's expected to make a full recovery but uh, music therapy specifically for stroke victims has got to be something where it just can you can you speak or expand a little bit on how it affects the brain in such a positive does, way? Yeah, how does that happen? Yeah, that's I'd be glad to. So there's this new thing called neurological music therapy, NMR, neurological mm-hmm. ther- music therapy, where um, people studied the effects of music on the brain. And what we know, we know four things. We know number one that 
music really um, fires up the brain, that the beat of music fires up the brain. Just like when everyone's at a rock concert and they're all like shaking their heads and rhythm together, same thing happens for patients. And that means that suddenly they are, they're, they're activated, they're all engaged. Another thing we know is something called entrainment. That's when you match someone's breathing they breathe more deeply and they breathe more slowly. And that happens even when people are completely out of it. So you can have a person that's having breathing problems and suddenly they're able to breathe a lot better. It's just amazing. And the third thing we know is that people that are, um, are, are that you're singing songs that are really familiar to people, like you have to go back. The brain rots from the outside in, in a way, that's so beautiful. that you remember the things that are there from when you were little, youngest. These are things like happy birthday. You may not know anything. You may not know who you are, who your brother is, who your mother is, who your sister is, who the person taking care of you is. But you know happy birthday and you know silent night. Mm -hmm. And these songs, you can still sing to somebody as, as, as they're about to die and, these, and, and people respond huh. to that. And that, those, are just, those are amazing. Those so are amazing. It's, it's still, you know, it's, it's funny because even in your explanation and you have all the, uh, the, the nomenclature, but it still to me is like, how, how exactly does that happen? You know, how, what, what is the actual process? All, all um, via yeah. those neurons. So kids, in, I used to work at the children's hospital in Philadelphia. And when I was there, um, we, we'd have kids that have to have procedures, but we don't want to knock them out. So. You get somebody at bedside, and they're like, come on, let's sing the Googie song. And you sing the Googie song, and the kid doesn't feel what's going on, what the doctor's doing. Sing the Googie song for me, please. Sing you know, the, Googie, the song. Googie song. You can sing like, oh, I would say definitely qualifying is let it go, let it go. You know, something like that. <laughs> oh, I let don't... it go, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, you mean from Frozen? Raptured. Yeah, it doesn't, I mean, just any song, okay. right? I, so I thought there was a little Googie song. I thought there was a name of Googie song. Or, or you could sing a song about the kids' name. You could say, John, John, here I am. It's morning time. What do you think? Whatever. Anything that engages the kid. Right. It's Google. It's whatever, whatever, uh, however you I am have. the God of Hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring you fire. That's exactly right. But what happens now on the neuron in the brain, you can't have pain and music going on one neuron at the same time. And so oh, I see what brain. you're saying. So that the musical gets into the place where... Um, yeah, where the pain would normally... Uh, interesting. Okay, that makes more sense. Maybe I need yeah. to, I need music therapy to understand this. But, but it, all I know is that the, the results are obvious. I mean, like, look what Absolutely. happened. Nick's uh, dad is, is uh, roading for Metallica now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I didn't yeah, know he was in the room with Metallica. <laughs> it's incredible. Wonderful. You got to know what they like. You got to figure out what people like. Okay. So sometimes somebody will be unresponsive, but then you, you figure it out. A family member will tell you what, what they loved. Right. And suddenly, shabam, the world opens. Okay. And it's great because in that moment, you could be close to somebody that you Pauline, haven't I like, been able to do it. I like you. You got words like googly and shabam. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Guys, have an awesome morning. Just wanted to call in and... Uh, awesome. Thank you. We so, appreciate so. it. Thank you so much. I wonder if Sean Anna has ever been Take used care. for music therapy. Sean Anna. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if... if they play, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> if they ever played music that you hate... If that would have any to effect. To elicit any, some yeah. kind of a response. Yeah, any yeah, sort of response. That's a good question. Um, not really sure. What, uh, yeah, I was trying to think of, of what songs um, 
change your life? Yeah, would it need Spoke to be a, to you? a life-changing song or one that, that really just... It really just spoke to you uh, in some shape or form that might have the strongest impact. It's hard to sometimes, you know, I mean, it's, I it's have, so close to you, but sometimes when you're at, called upon to remember yeah. it, it's hard. I mean, I have my favorite songs, songs that uh, that are dear to me for whatever reason because they remind me of a time and place. But I'm trying to think of like, you know. Holiday? That time, what, by Madonna? <laughs> um, no? That's a great song. Yeah, yeah, holiday. Yeah. It could be celebrate. Mm-hmm. A listener suggested perhaps the jingle for Safe Flight Repair, Safe Flight Repair. Oh. You know. <clears throat> uh, this is a five-part harmony now, isn't it? I believe it's it is. Yes. Here we do three, three, two, one, count, count. Three, two, one. Safe, safe Flight Repair, Safe Flight Replace. replace. Yum. Yes. <laughs> now that we got that bass, thank you, Kathy, for bringing the bass. <laughs> because uh, I've... I've um, songs in my repertoire that were kind of um that opened up a new world of music for me like i remember the first time i heard 2112 from russia was like right. mind blown but i don't know if that would speak to me <laughs> as music therapy or not and i have my favorite songs like um <clears throat> you know uh benny and the jets from uh from elton john is one of my all-time favorite songs i think a song i i always would equate it to something where you were you were Maybe dealing with something, going through something that it's usually on the more negative end. Or you're, 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 you know, yeah. something that speaks to you in that realm. Party songs serve a purpose as well, right? But I don't think they, at least by my reckoning, just as a personal thing, I don't you think know, it has the same impact. And sad songs say, say so, so much. much. <laughs> you know? Come on, yeah. turn on those sides. I think the um, what elicits the most, uh, I guess, maybe um, emotional response for me. From uh, music are our harmonies, right? The, uh, like a, a nice two-part harmony. I love a male woman, a male, uh, male well, female harmony. Uh, I, you know, a, a five-part harmony, like a four-part harmony, like a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. It's beautiful, something like right. that. If if you want to get like safe some light sort repair, of, yeah. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> you and I are pretty yeah. good though. No, but like, a, an, oh man, if I could just hear like a nice two-part. Harmony, it just yeah. What do you like better, a harmony or a sing along, like a uh, like a harmony. crowd sing along? Because if I'm at a show and the whole crowd is singing along to a particular song by a band, to me that's like this communal, uh, visceral experience that that speaks to me maybe more than. But I guess, you gonna get there with Dave Matthews? Yeah, I mean like when the entire crowd, any whatever your artist is, like what you know, if the entire crowd is singing along to a particular song, I, I was thinking about um. Uh, Tom Petty won't back down. Yep, yeah. you know and those shows when like when people when everybody in the audience was singing along to it, it's pretty amazing. So there's a band uh, called uh, Wolfpack, and they have yeah. a song called Back Pocket that I love. And the first time I ever heard it, the lead singer in Madison Square Garden somehow got a crowd of twenty thousand people to harmonize. I have like no idea how and he it was sounded able to, good, and it sounded amazing. He goes, "All right, everybody on this side singing like this." Everybody in the middle singing like this. Everybody on the left side singing like this. And then, and then they... All How am I supposed to sing again? You're like this. <laughs> <laughs> but when it, when it happened and they all sang together at the same time, I was like... He just got 20,000 people to harmonize, and I don't have no idea how he's able to do that. Oh, my God, I'm in love. <laughs> Not plugging this? Yeah, you can plug I'll it. tell you, here's, here's two-part harmony, Casey. Right. That, uh, that, that always blows me away. Um, right. you got to hook that up. You want the soldering gun? No, no, I got right. it. I got it. Uh, I need to spit on this. All right. And then, uh, yeah. Are we good to go? Yep. All right, this is this is a two-part harmony that's still... If I fell in love with yeah. you, would you promise to be love true? This. 
When they start harmonizing. Yeah. Cause I've been in love before And I found that love was more Than just holding right here. hands I love this. If I give oh. my heart to you It's so hard I must be sure from the very start oh, get goosebumps. That you yeah. would love me Stuff like that. Save light, repair, replace. <laughs> this is one for a windshield repair place. <laughs> really caught Paul and I. And the knowledge that wherever you are, even if you're at your daughter's recital, they'll come and replace it for you. It means everything. And they're very friendly, too, which is something you need in that time when you say, how am I going to drive back without my windscreen? <laughs> How are they not advertising about British, British reference. Right, Windscreen. Whether it's in the boot or the bonnet. In the bonnet, wherever you are. <laughs> All right, I'm on, my, I'm on my playlist of my all-time favorite songs. Mm. Uh, and so I think I think this one might bring me uh, might bring me around. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> not anymore. You ruined it. No, you ruined it forever? <laughs> I will never not. I will never not unhear that. You got to tell him to his face. Yeah, how I much, did. How yeah, much Jim Kerr, that meant? Or, I mean, um, um, Tim Kerr. Tim Kerr. Steve. No. Kerr. Yeah. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? <laughs> is it Jim Kerr? Yes. Uh, it's got to be Tim Kerr. Played for the Flyers. Steve yeah, Kerr is the coach Kerr. for the uh, Warriors. Yeah. I Jim, don't know Jim why Kerr. you're telling me this. <laughs> A host family feud. If Tim Kerr was healthy in 87, they probably would have won the finals. You know? I'm, I, I'm not a singer. I'm an athlete. <laughs> sell real estate in Cape May. <laughs> he also anyway. does uh, other good things. Okay. Good, good charities. Uh, I forgot what I was thinking. You were talking about the uh, safe life repair? <laughs> no, I was not. Oh, you were thing. thinking, that's great the way they do it. <laughs> You must have such a schedule. They'll come to you. <laughs> it right. was Jim Carr. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I got the name right. Yeah. Chrissy, I was embarrassed because I thought I had the wrong name there for a moment. Oh, I hate that. Um, hang on a second. Let me go to let me go to Joe. We're talking about music therapy. Hi, uh, Joe. Good morning, sir. Yeah, Zooks. Yeah, Zooks, buddy. What's happening? Hey, I called in earlier. Um, um, like last year. I don't remember Quichibo. Next. Quidgy Bow, yes. The, uh, you have a, do you have the license plate, the Quidgy Bow license plate? Yep, that's me. Yeah, all right. So Quidgy Bow is a very obscure Simpsons reference, and I somehow we ended up talking about it on the show. Anyway, thanks for calling back in again. <laughs> all right. What's up, Joe? So um, Casey was talking about if, the, um, if music might have a negative influence. Okay. Uh, my dad was in a coma about 11 years ago before he died, and, you know, my two brothers and I were in the room with him just, you know, holding his hand or whatever, and... A couple of volunteers came in, you know, hey, we like, and one had an acoustic guitar. I'm like, hey, we like to play music, you know, have them feel at ease. Right. So, and then they gave us a couple of songs that were like, oh, Pretty Woman. Obviously, Ray Orbison version, not Van Halen. So, they start playing. <laughs> Go ahead. And um, so, with not even 15 seconds into the song, my brothers and I look at his vitals, like the little monitor. Absolutely haywire. Okay. So, so he was in a he was in a coma at the time. Yeah, yeah, not responsive to anything, and and all of a sudden, you know, heart rate, you know, everything. We're like, um, 
We don't think he likes the music. I think. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, so so would that could that have a positive effect if he's res- if it's snapping him out of the coma? Uh, I'm not sure. My brothers and I never took. We didn't take it that way. Okay, so stop playing it because you're going to kill him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's wild. I I have no... Listen, your ears are functioning, obviously, even if you're in a coma. You're... you're, I know that... As long as there's a brain function. There's something happening there. So if Nick, if you're ever in a coma, I will make sure they play this for you. (laughs) Turn it! Uh, hey, let me, I'm going to go to Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hi, you guys rock. Thank you, Thank you Kelly. What's up? Um, so my dad was diagnosed with dementia, but prior to that, he did have a sizable stroke and was hospitalized. Um, my sister and I went to visit him, and he was in the bed. Um, he had aphasia, so he couldn't really talk. And all of a sudden, we started playing music, and... Listen to music came on by the Doobie Brothers. Oh. And he literally got out of the bed, hmm. started dancing. We all got up. We started dancing with him. The nurse came in. Like, oh, everybody wow. was like shocked. That's amazing. This might yeah. be my favorite. Oh. Then favorite. he hosted an afternoon drive show. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite acoustic guitar song opening. I just, it's so uh, clean. It's yeah. It's Tom Johnson, right? Uh, I don't know if he's playing guitar yeah. on this, but Tom Johnson is uh, definitely lead, singing lead on this. Uh, so, with throughout his, um, you know, battle with dementia, we whenever we put that song on, he always got into a good mood, got up, got oh, dancing. Oh, that's great! I mean, that, and then, that's amazing. Yeah, that song in uh, Chicago, twenty five or six two four, that did it for him as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> excellent! That's a drug song, isn't it? Uh, is yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, they were doing cocaine. Just, yeah. I think yeah. the the beat and the upbeat. Right, it wasn't like he was nostalgically remembering cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kelly. That's Appreciate wild, it, Kelly. Yeah. Very cool. I didn't know this I was love the horns. Song? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they, they stayed up all night. They were partying, and, and apparently the story was one of them looked at the clock, and they were so hammered. They go, is it 25 or 6 to 4? <laughs> what? They couldn't read the clock. <laughs> you know, the lyric case, he says, yeah. should I try to do should some I more? Should I try to, l- l- sitting cross-leg on the floor, should yeah. I try to do some more? Yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, uh, staring blindly into space, getting up to splash my face, wanting just to stay awake, wondering how much I can take. It's all about a, a yeah. night of partying. Safe way, flight repair, safe flight Way too hard. Yeah, <laughs> safe flight repair. Safe flight replace. They did that as a nod to the Beatles. Yeah. Okay. Which was a huge influence to Chicago. Does anybody really know where I can repair my windshield? Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody really care about glass? <laughs> I didn't know that. Was yeah, about. yeah. Does anybody really know it was about safe flight repair? I had no idea. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, it's an interesting uh, therapy um, and had always heard of music therapy, but never really thought about the, the, the applications because uh, I, I know that kids go through music therapy as well for certain reasons, uh, but I wasn't aware of like for stroke rehab yeah. and, and so on that they would use things like that uh, to engage the mind yeah. uh, <laughs> and to get the, the thing, you know, the, everything firing again. You so know? See that, effect, uh, to that therapy, that type of therapy is so effective on a 75-year-old man recovering from a stroke is really um, positive. It was a total surprise for me and my family to recognize how valuable it is and certainly something that he's going to continue. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks to everybody that's the, that is a music therapist because it's impressive. Let's take a break and come back and we'll get into some bizarre file stories. We won't be gone long. Stay with it. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. 
Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe... Hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, there's another show on Netflix, and I have not seen this. Steve has, though, that has a tie to our area, and it's on Netflix, and it's uh, The Worst Roommate Ever. Yeah. Casey had mentioned it last week as well. You watched one of the episodes. I, I think watched... this might have been the premiere. I watched that one as well with an yeah. older woman. So this is, this is, as you would imagine, these are sociopaths who end up being, you know, living in proximity to you or whatever. And then this story arose, Preston, that you're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, some dude who ended up, uh, like, the people ended up dead in this particular story. Uh, 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 we, that's kind yeah. of an underlying theme to all of these, Preston? Yeah, uh-huh. the first two yeah. episodes I watched, and uh, people were dead. So yeah. this was in Montco. So in 2017, it's the saga of a serial squatter, and it ended in two shocking deaths in Montgomery County. The story's available for streaming on the Netflix series, and it's based on New York Magazine's viral 2018 article, The Worst Roommate Ever. Uh, the series of the same title tells the story of Jameson Bachman, or as his Chestnut Hill roommate Alex Miller came to know him as Jed Creek. So his name is Jameson Bachman, but he went by Jed Creek, a name that he'd used to respond to a faithful Craigslist ad that Miller had posted seeking a roommate, and that exchange would serve as the beginning of an increasingly nightmarish string of events. So you can watch this episode, but I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal what happened here if you don't mind. Spoiler alert! Yeah, so. As uh, Jed Bachman uh, contacted Miller about the room, saying that he was a lawyer from New York who had grown up outside of Philly and that he needed a place to stay in the area to deal with some family issues. And after meeting up, the two became roommates. Bachman wrote a check for Miller immediately and then moved in the same evening. And it started to get weird almost immediately, according to this article. Bachman showed up with six plastic bins, which contained all of his worldly possessions, as well as a cat, which Miller was allergic to and unaware that Bachman had. Bachman removed light bulbs from shared living spaces, took kitchen chairs to build a desk in his room, moved Miller's personal items around, and then refused to pay his portion of the utility bills. And after finding a cigarette butt in the toilet bowl... Bogman refused to pay the next month's rent, insinuating that Miller had broken the, quote, warranty of habitability. There you go. A warranty of habitability and covenant of quiet enjoyment. That's what he called these. 
He said, uh, according to uh, Miller, he said, we agreed that he would share the cost of uh, paying the bills. And he said, later, Jed would laugh at me when I asked him to pay the bills. That's not a good sign. And he said, when he laughed at me, it was sinister. It was demeaning. It was patronizing like I was stupid. (laughs) Miller's mother ran a search on Bachman's phone number, revealing that he wasn't Jed Creek at all. Instead, they found out that his true identity was Bachman and that he was a serial squatter who had terrorized roommates up and down the East Coast. (laughs) When you're locked into an effing nightmare like that, it seems like there's no way out. Bachman Miller found out knew just enough about tenancy laws to take advantage of roommates by not paying rent, refusing to leave, and eventually forcing them to move out of their own houses. (laughs) Primarily, he'd accomplished that through weird domestic torture, like clogging toilets with cat litter. But at least one former roommate, a woman named Arlene Herbiden, Herbiden, uh, had physical altercations with Bachman that resulted in restraining orders. Bachman even took two of her cats to area kill shelters after taking over her apartment. Oh my God. Another former roommate, someone named Sonia Acevedo, found that he regularly behaved violently. Acevedo uh, came to block herself in her own room with a chair and worried that he might snap at any time and booby-trapped the door when she wasn't home to see if he was entering her space. Uh, by the way, he uh, uh, Bachman was from Elkins Park. He gra- graduated from Cheltenham High School in 1974. Yeah. Friends interviewed in the series described him as smart, charming, and good-looking, and said most people thought that he had a bright future despite a tumultuous family background. Uh, he attended Tulane University in New Orleans, uh, but it was there that a, uh, one friend, identified as Bob F., says Bachman witnessed a brutal murder and that changed him forever. Mm. So a uh, guy named uh, Ken Gutzi, a friend of uh, Bachman's, was murdered at a frat house following an argument at the school's library. Uh, Gutzi bled to death from a slashed neck. <laughs> And after witnessing that, uh, Bob F. says that uh, that changed Bachman's outlook from upbeat and positive to very dark and very paranoid. This this is the nightmare, I think, of, um, and I know people who do it will enter into living situations, you know, with basic strangers, with a very little bit of vetting. Right. And I think, like, in this series kind of focuses in on a number of these situations that go horribly wrong. I had to live with somebody for a couple months that I didn't know. Right. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a second. After learning Botman's true identity, Miller threw a lengthy party at her home. Uh, with drinking, smoking, and rap music, three of Bachman's apparent peeves as a way to get him to want to leave. Well, that escalated into assault. Bachman choked Miller, slamming her leg in a door, slashing at her with a knife. He was arrested, and Miller filed for protection from abuse order that included Bachman's eviction. Bachman's brother, Harry, ended up bailing him out of jail twice, which ultimately would result in both of their deaths. So in November 2017, and I don't remember seeing this story, but Bachman killed Harry in his brother's Elkins Park home. Killed his own brother. Killed his own brother. In his home. Yes. Uh, with the district attorney's office saying that Harry suffered blunt force trauma to the head and body. After the murder, Bachman fled in his brother's car and used his credit card to check into a hotel in Upper Moreland Township. And there, a SWAT team served an arrest warrant on Bachman, but not without a struggle. As a series, as the series points out, Bachman swung a camp-style axe at officers. I do remember this. Striking one in the face yeah. and another one in the arm before being taken to custody. He, However, he would never go to trial for Harry's murder. He hanged himself in his cell. Wow. 
at Montgomery County Correctional Facility. So he ends up killing his own brother. 60 years old. He's got his list of things. He tortures his roommates. Kitty litter in the, uh, you know, to back up the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and he was doing that regularly. Yeah, like yeah. He would live with people and drive them crazy. And then chase them out. And, like, what's, what, what, is, what the, are you getting out of that? That's the question. Is it because you just feel this need to exert control over people? Is that yeah. it? Is that the big thing? I don't know. But you talked about people not knowing each other and right. cohabitate. Uh-huh. And it happens regularly. They do college. it all the time. Yeah. It at college. You get, you, get, uh, you get a dorm roommate and you don't know who they are. I had, uh, when I first started getting into radio, I, I entered into this internship program that was kind of a uh, move away and live there type of thing. And uh, the guy who owned the, the radio station owned an apartment complex. So right. he would put you together with the other intern that was being a part of this program. Right. And so I lived with this other dude for a couple of months. And, and after, you know, it was fine. The first yeah. few weeks are always fine, right? Yeah. And then after a while, he started getting a little weird. Not, nothing, I don't have any really good stories for you. But I just know that after a while, I was like... Yeah, this is why you don't just join up with people <laughs> and start living together. Because I mean, after a while, you're going to find out something about them. If you know somebody for a series of months, at least you got a pretty good idea right. at who they are right. and what their quirks are. And it's not so uh, unexpected if, if they um, are acting straight. You're exactly right. That's right. It always caught me as incredibly bizarre when you'd see, like it used to be years ago, classified ads looking for a roommate. I'm like... Really? Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, you don't know. I'll live alone. Yeah. I'll work harder. I'll work around the clock to pay my, my rent, but I, there's no way I'm just out of the blue going to live with someone. So let me go to some calls. I have Laura standing by. Hey, Laura, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Laura? Hi. So um, my neighbor and I were just talking about this because we were just talking about the show. Um, when I was 19, I made a very bad decision to go on Craigslist and try to rent a room from a stranger. Um, yeah. Um, I, w- I went to Temple, and I didn't like my dorm situation. So um, very long story short, I met somebody who I was renting his basement from him. Um, he was a little older. He seemed like he had everything together. Um, we signed, like, an unofficial agreement, I guess, for me to live in his basement. And just like you were describing, like, things were just a little off. Like, things were weird. Um the basement apartment also was not a real apartment. It was just a finished basement. So we shared laundry. Uh, we shared bathroom. We shared kitchen. You know, no. So, um, <laughs> Laura, that, that sucks. <laughs> so um, things were getting weird, really weird. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I felt very uncomfortable. So he said he had a work trip coming up. So I was like, this is my time to, like, move out. I don't know if he didn't go on a work trip or whatever, but he showed up and saw that I was boxing things up and literally locked all of my stuff in the basement, and I, and I could not get into the house anymore. He, like, locked me out of the house. And this is on 18th and Federal in, in North Philadelphia. Oh, gosh. <sighs> okay, yeah. so, so you, you show um, up and it's locked. What do you do? Um, I called my dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I said... You need to come help me. Bring like, your gun. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he came down. It was in the middle of the night, um, okay. which adds another creepy layer to it. Um, I was working at a coffee shop and, you know, closing down the store. So I was coming home late. And, um, yeah, so I called my dad and my dad basically was pounding on the door and 
threatening to call the cops and said, you need to let my daughter get all of her stuff out. And he was just, he kept demanding money. It was oh. well, let me ask you, bizarre. Let me ask you something. So, so um, had, had, you, had you informed him you were leaving or were you beating a hasty retreat without his knowledge? So we, I was trying, I had a, uh, my boyfriend at the time was staying with me too. And I was like, we got to pack up and get out while he's like on this business trip. Um, because it was just too creepy. Right. When you say creepy, was he, was he being like, uh, sexually, uh, uh, creepy? Was he being just, uh, like, uh, you know, psycho creepy? What, what level of creepiness? I like, I literally can't even put my finger on it. And I honestly don't even remember his name. It was like, I blacked this whole experience <laughs> Okay, out. all right. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. No, I, yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. But maybe little things said, little glances, stuff like that. Yeah, I okay. would find things. I would find things in the shared bathroom. Oh, um, I could not do that. Like I don't. Yeah, I probably can't say, but like, <laughs> it was just gross and weird and uncomfortable. No, no. Oh, dear God. Sharing a bathroom with a stranger, sharing a kitchen with a stranger. No yeah. effing way. I, I mean. You know, I, I understand it might have been something you, you had to because of the situation, but you'd have to hold a gun on me to, to do that. Oh, I, yeah. Well, now now I'm a mom and I'm an adult and I'm like, my kids can never, ever, ever <laughs> yeah. do what I did. Yeah. And, yep. and it was like, it was so, I felt like it was out of desperation almost because no. I couldn't afford rent by myself. So I, and I really wanted to be on my own living in Philadelphia. Like I, I just wanted that life. Mm. And, um. Yeah, never no, I think a lot of people are that same boat. I Thanks, Laura. It's, it's a common thing, yeah. I think most of these stories are going to start with, so I went on Craigslist. Yes. And I, by the way, which I, I shudder to think about. No. Never once did I ever use no. Craigslist, yeah. but I have heard <laughs> nothing but horror stories. Yeah, right? It's about, never good. Especially when it comes to meeting up with people or... Unless you say you're putting an armoire on the curb, come yeah. pick it up. Uh, I had... um. Uh, friends that they were, it was three roommates together, and one had gotten another job somewhere else. They had just signed the lease for for the next year. This person found a job, and they had to move out. And they put their room up on the city paper, okay. uh, the personals there, but without the other two roommates' knowledge. And there was a <laughs> huge fight about that. Sure. Gigantic fight. And it's like, listen, man, I'm sorry, that, that but we just signed a lease, right? You, you don't get to, like... <laughs> You know, try and figure this out, like, on your on your own. Like, right. you know, we, we should have a say on who is going to move into our house. And luckily, it didn't end up turning into anything. Right. But, uh, I mean, it ended in, in uh, the friendships are over. But, yeah. I had a friend whose roommate in college would leave kiss marks on her bra. Oh, my God. <laughs> she would take her bra out of the uh, laundry basket and put <laughs> a red or pink kiss mark, like, lip mark on it. And we we could not figure out why. Was it we a little love letter of no, sorts? No, or? She, the girl like the girl was nuts, and she, and she was nuts all through college. We didn't really stay friends with her, but um, she like I, I knew people that lived with her later. You know, um, you know, senior year, junior yeah. and senior year, and like she didn't do that, but she would always do bizarre things. That would be chilling. So to weird. try and kiss marks kiss on marks? your underwear, I just have to kiss it. I just have to kiss with it. your bra last night. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, this I got to hear. We're going to go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning. What's up, not Joe? start on Craigslist. Okay, yeah, you did not yeah. start on Craigslist. All right, go ahead. So uh, this was really early days of the Internet, like 1995 or 6, something like that. I was about 8 years old. Um, 
my sister, who was much older than me, met a random guy through a chat room, and he lived several states away. And one summer, while we were out of school, he showed up at our house. Oh, my God. You're totally eight unannounced. years old? I was eight. How old is your sister at that time? Uh, she was just graduated high school. All right. So, like, 18. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, dude yeah. shows up at your house? Yeah. So, he shows up at our house with another girl. Okay. And it was really random, and we didn't, like, I was eight, so I, I'm sure I didn't get the whole story, but I didn't really figure out why at first. But the intention was my sister wanted to date this guy, which was probably obvious. And then uh, he ended up living with us for the entire summer, him and the other girl. Yeah. Wait, what? And where, where were your parents in all this? Yeah, yeah. seriously. He moved in? He and his girlfriend yeah, yeah. moved. Yeah, he lived. He lived lived in our basement on the couch. Okay, like, we hold on. A couch that they just lived on. Joe, hang on. Several questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He was a full grown adult. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. He was probably early twenties. Your parents. What What happened there? I have no idea. Why would they let this guy, this complete stranger, come in and live at your house? This is my boyfriend and my boyfriend's girlfriend. Right. <laughs> My parents are way too nice most of the time. They're, they're, that's that's almost that's well, naive. negligent. Yeah, naive. They okay. So yeah. All right. So we're gonna glance over that. Yeah, we'll glance over the parent yeah. thing. They're living there. What happens? So at the end of the summer, they just randomly disappeared, <sighs> and they and they left a whole bunch of stuff at our house. Okay. And when they left, the girl that had left had left her ID at our house. Yeah. And when we found the ID. Uh, we noticed that she was using a false name the entire time she was living with us. <laughs> okay. Okay. The old false name. Yeah. Yeah. So when we looked her up online, we found out, like, where she was from and, and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it turned out that this guy had kidnapped that girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you had a kidnapper living in your house with the kidnappee. Did they, did they get along? Was it a case where... He had squirreled her away from her parents, or was did you get the impression that she was there under duress? Uh, it it, it would, seemed like a little bit of duress and a little bit of him pulling away from her away from her parents because she also was probably about eighteen or nineteen. That is effed up. By the way, I gave you permission today, and they may be perfectly wonderful people, but go slap your parents for us. <laughs> yeah. That makes no sense yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I What's love to hear from your parents. Yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah. They're having some. They're playing their records in the basement. <laughs> Joe, do, do you and your sister ever talk about it? Reminisce about this little in uh, interesting time I, in our lives? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, I rarely talk to her because of other boy decisions that she had in her life. Okay, so it started early. You, you got out just in time, Joe. Or you'd okay. be dating one yeah. of these guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Joe. And yeah, that's a weird one. That uh, is, yeah. That's so uh, weird. I had a, a lot of layers there. Well, <laughs> if you think you're this girl, you're going to get this guy, hey, I like this guy. I want to date him. Yeah. Is it okay if I bring a girl? What? what? And you still follow through with it? We're it's talking okay. about. It's okay. She was kidnapped. Netflix's uh, worst roommate ever, and uh, there was a story of a uh, this this crazy uh, serial squatter that yeah. ended up and and driving people nuts that he moved in with. So that's where we got started here. Taking some calls, I'm going to go to Lou next. Uh, hey, Lou, good morning. Hey! It is Lou. Hey, Lou, what's up, bud? Hey, 
what's up, Bryce? What's up, Casey boy? Sorry, Lou. Hey, now, of course, you're going to have a story about all this. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So I listen to this. I was living out in California, and um, a guy that I knew growing up that I lost contact with got my phone number from another friend and said he wanted to move to California. So I said, oh, you know, yeah, sure, come on. I didn't know him that well, but I'm like, there's no problem. Somebody from back home, it, it, it'd be nice to have a familiar face. So he moves into my house. He's been there a couple days. I get up one morning, and my living room is full of computers. <laughs> <laughs> this guy must be very studious. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? And the company that he robbed from, were, were they were friends of mine. And that's how he knew how he could get into the place. It was an old car dealership that I used to work for. So he, he, so Lou, he came out with the intent of using your connection to rob the business that you worked for. Yes. Oh, <laughs> correct. Okay. Wow. I got up. I was pissed. I called them up. I went over there, and I said, "Listen, I told them the whole story." <laughs> I, we got, they came back with a truck. We got all the stuff. I told him, he better go get out of the house while, while my buddy and, and his buddy came in and bring all the stuff back. And then I made him leave. Yeah. He met, in fact, he met up with a girl and moved in with her. And then eventually he came back and him and I got in a fight and we had this big fish tank and he kicked the fish tank, smashed it, and everything went all over the floor. We wound up rolling oh around in the... Um, in the fish? In the fish? In the, in the glass and fish? Glass and fish. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it was a salt water tank. Oh, oh man. Lou, that's a hell of a story. Yeah, so, so uh, you were giving the guy finally left. I assume I, I, I'm going to guess you won that fight and he had to leave, right? Right. Oh yeah, he yeah. left. He he since passed away too. Oh, uh, he's dead. I love. I love how you go to bed and wake up and your living room is full of computer equipment. <laughs> full, full of computers, and he's sitting there saying, "Hey, where can we sell these?" <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, the balls on this guy. Lou, did he know your past connections, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knew my past. But, uh, you know, he thought, hey, maybe Lou would be down this. But but he was stealing from your friend, which is... Yeah. I yeah. think I said, stupid. a gentleman says, do you mind if I steal from your friends? <laughs> At right. least right. open it right. that way, right? And you then know? we can fence it together. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go spend the money while my buddy <laughs> oh my has God. all his information from all the cars he sold and everything and, and all out there for someone else. I felt bad. I felt, I mean, it just broke my heart. Wow. Sure. Wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> Lou, you never let us down. Great to talk to you, man. <laughs> all right, yeah, you too. All right, you guys have a great day. All right. Who's Lou? Who's Lou? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. But that goes to the point now, obviously, there was a, t a type of character he was dealing with. But you, I mean, you don't know. You know, marriages fall apart after people have been living together for a while. Finally, you know, you, you go to that neck. We had, we had a whole topic about what you found out about something you've been living with for somebody yeah. you've been living with for years. Yeah. You think it's going to be better if you if you just met them on Craigslist or, hey, come live with me. Let me go to, uh, we have uh, Gary has an interesting story to tell. Gary, good morning. Oh, Gary. 
What's up, bud? So, uh, this is a really crazy story. Um, so, <clears throat> I went ahead and got a... I started renting a room on the Jersey Shore for $400 a month, which uh, is, like, unheard of. Right. And I was super happy about it. The person who I found out was renting it was a friend of a friend, so I didn't think anything of it. And while I stayed there, uh, it really wasn't a big deal. It was, like, a shared kitchen, shared uh, shared living room. And I had my own bedroom upstairs, and she lived in the basement. Okay. So the first month, it wasn't, like, a big deal at all. And she was, like, this 55, 60-year-old woman who, after talking to her for a while, come to find out she is alcoholic. She, like, drinks regularly every day. Okay. And she's anorexic. So she, like, you know, she's got a whole slew of problems. Right. So, so after the first month, I was sitting in the living room and just watching TV and she sits next to me and she's in that drunken stupor and God. she like gets close to me <laughs> and starts touching me inappropriately. And this is meanwhile, I have a long distance relationship. We're thinking about getting married, all this stuff. And I have the landlord hitting on me and trying to do stuff. With all right, me. Gary, just and for my own satisfaction, um, age similar to yours, much older. Was she attractive? She was 55 to 60 years old. I'm, I was 26, 25 at the time. Okay. Um, so much older. Uh, she was, I guess, attractive, but not to the point where, you, you know, no. I would yeah, okay. say on a scale, I'd say she was like a five or a six. Okay. Do you like if, if you want to most, <laughs> most people understand what I'm talking about. Well, I have to right? ask, Gary, because in, in the... In the uh, Little notification up here. It says that she would do naked yoga. Oh, yeah. So so after that encounter, and I got up and told her I had to go to bed, she then started to do my laundry impromptu. Like, she would go into my room, take okay. my laundry, and, and wash it for me. No. Instead of me going to the, going to the uh, laundromat and just doing it. And then she would do naked yoga. And the way she did that was is that... Normally, she would do yoga in the morning, and she'd have it on. So I knew that she was out there, and I didn't want to bother her. Well, she was, I guess, smart enough to mute it. So I would go out there and be surprised <laughs> at her doing naked yoga. Ugh. And then she would do the dishes with, like, see-through shorts on Ooh. to go ahead and try to rile me up. And I stayed there for, like, me being so naive and not thinking anything of it. I stayed there to reap the benefits for, like, another 10 months. Wow. Until I moved out. Wow. And this behavior kept happening? Yeah. It just kept happening, and I didn't have, like, I didn't have the, the balls to be like, listen, I... I don't want anything to do with you. I was just like, hey, she's gonna do my laundry. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So and, you, you played know, you. So you yeah. played along to get your laundry cleaned, a four hundred dollar tab, which is excellent uh, per month. Uh, did at any point did you get any other perks? Um, I mean, there was no. I didn't have to pay for electric or water or anything like that. <laughs> Occasionally, she would buy me dinner. Right. So, like, so I was. I, I guess. I guess she was my sugar mama. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's what it sounds like. Uh, mm -hmm. To watch wow. a to watch a piece of age meat do yoga is not so bad. <laughs> wow. All right. Interesting. All right. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate yeah. it. Jeez. All right, well, with all these worst roommate stories, let's end with a good one. All right. Okay. Let's end with with something uh, a little bit opposite of what we're speaking about because I'm. I'm going to go to Lauren here. Hey, Lauren, good morning. Good morning.
morning, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. All right, Lauren, what do you want to share with us? You said this is a little different. Yes, thank you for ending on me. This is a positive note for the people of Philadelphia. <laughs> so my best friend put an ad in Craigslist for a roommate. He was filling a room. Um, totally random. I agree with you guys. It's crazy. We didn't, we didn't want her to do it. We didn't think it was a good idea. A complete stranger living in her house. She found uh, our friend David. And he ended up living with her. And after a couple, I guess it was a couple of years, they ended up uh, dating. And I just went to their uh, wedding in June. Oh. And Lauren, it says here that he sells used computer equipment, correct? He's <laughs> <laughs> a normal guy. Oh, all right. So it's one of the few. We get we, we get actually going the distance. I right. like that. I'm, still right. no way. Thank no you, way on I earth. No way. I know, yeah. I don't care if there's the potential of love. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, anyway, uh, this show, Netflix's uh, Worst Roommate Ever, does it cover several stories, yes. I assume? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like stuff like that. Yeah, so... Yeah. It makes the, me feel uncomfortable, but I like stuff like that. It does, and the first one out of the park, the first episode, is a real mind-blower. Okay, so, well, yeah. interesting. All right, well, thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. we got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Some bizarre file stories on the way. Got some, got some really good ones for you today. Stay put. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I would like to take a moment to talk about sex. This type thing from the Stone Temple Pilots. There is a, you know what, and I got this, um, I got an email of uh, a woman who, um, eventually, it's essentially she wanted us to try and, or wanted me, because she sent it just to me, (laughs) to try and help her. Uh, get, get the fire back in her relationship with someone. I think I'm free to and I think you could help. And I, I was, uh, oh yeah, yeah, here we go. Um, hang on a second. Uh, I am oh, feeling yeah. good and I hope you are too. She goes, I was wondering if there was any advice or input on how to rekindle our love. Uh-huh. Uh, when we have our good days, we love each other uh, very deeply, but on our days of stress, etc., he seems to distance himself. And I miss the love we shared and just want to be back to the way it was again. So if you could kindly do a shout out to this hero of ours and let him know I deeply love him. Uh-huh. Um, I, it would be wonderful. Now, I, and I will do that. I, I just, I'm not qualified. Yeah, uh, to you know, like respond to you and give you advice on no. what I think will spice things. I mean, you back can up. you can write prescriptions, but you can't do I, that. I'll do this kind of stuff is a little beyond. So we'll uh, unofficially talk about it on the radio and yeah. give you poor advice. Well, I know <laughs> I, I have expert information oh, here right, okay. that will help of ways to spice up your sex life, which I'm going to get to in a moment. But I just thought of it uh, of this email. Perhaps if she and her partner were to do full activity, <laughs> I. But anyway. Um, there is an article, and it's from uh, sexpert uh, Kate Taylor. 30 top tips to reignite passion between the sheets. All right. Uh-huh. All right. All right. I'm most interested in these. And we'll start with this one. Just the tip. You can tell that this comes out of the, the UK because it says you, first you need to snog for 30 minutes. For snog. three minutes. Okay. Snogging. That's uh, uh, begin, blowing your nose? Begin your... <laughs> no. That's when you put a, your finger on one nostril and blow it out. Who's snogging? It's not rockets are disgusting. Oh, I hate them. God, oh, they're, necessary. they're necessary. I get it. I, not in public. Man, are they gross. I know they're gross. <laughs> I did one not that long ago. I had to, though. Was uh-huh. it into an open coffin at a wake? Oh, no. my God. It was into a pool. <laughs> um, I, not, I, we're not... Talking We're not about talking about, about rockets. Why did you even bring it up, Kathy? Oh my God, what the hell? 
Begin, begin your sex temper by snogging your partner for three minutes to dissolve relationship tension and boost your bonding hormones. It's just making out, making right? Out. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and it says gently bite their bottom lip and suck their top lip. Ooh, that's right. disgusting. Can you do that at the same time or you have to do that separately? Uh, <laughs> so just put your mouth over their mouth entirely? Yeah. Is true? Hang on, give me your lips, press. Let me see if I can do that. Um, no. Kiss me like you've never kissed me. Dude, in top secret, I love that. And he puts uh, his hot mouth shots. on her nose. Yeah, yeah, hot hot shots. It is hot shots. Hot shots, And puts his mouth over her nose. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, but no, she says to gently bite their bottom lip and suck their top lip. Well, thanks. Uh, saying it this way or because it's the UK, she's saying it with a cockney accent. Here's what you do. Gently bite their bottom lip and suck their top lip. What the hell lip? Oh, you snog, you snog them good. Kathy, that kind of... Boot your bonnet. Tongue and lip play like that is kind of gross to you, I guess. Well, no, just like thank. What you really this is your tip. Thank you. What's well, one of them? All right. So uh, the next one says interior design. Ooh, so uh, what? All right, now I'm in. I figure. <laughs> Sexify your bedroom by adding candles, extra pillows, and silky satin sheets. Oh no, no. We'll make it thick. They're <laughs> gliding all over the place. It's like I'm skiing. I hate candles. I don't burn them in my house. Oh, yeah. It's too smoky in here. I can't see you. What about silky satin sheets? Uh, silky satin no, sheets. I don't like silk sounds, sheets. No, me neither. Those no. suck. Sounds hot. Do you, you know, you <laughs> slide like, like, too much. Uh, they, they are... They are hot, too, right? They are hot, yeah. I think. Kath, uh, real quick. All right, so you don't like the smell of candles, which I totally didn't understand, but what about the ambient... The shape. What about the ambient feel? <laughs> like, could you get yourself, like, one of those LED type of things that l- that yeah, lights right, like right. a candle? We, 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 have a few, uh, we have a few faux uh, I candles. I like candles, yeah. And, and, and they yeah. look very good. That's what yeah. I use during the holidays, like, in my uh, jack-o'-lanterns. And yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, especially with cats in the house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of interior design, has anybody watched the show How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix? No. no. All right. So, uh, oh, Stranger Things. It's an actual show. It's not uh, has nothing to do with Stranger Things. Uh, well, same network, I guess. <laughs> Netflix. Um, but but this lady comes over. She's she, her her reputation is as an interior designer, right? And um, but then she started like finding her niche as a sex room designer. So it's a fascinating glimpse into. Those types of lifestyles, and, and people like want to get into flogging and whipping. She'll help build okay. these types of devices. Oh, yeah. Right. but it's actually right. like a pretty sexy show. So if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. This last part of the interior design, Kathy, this speaks directly to you. Okay. It says declutter and clean. Okay. Then add a saucy <laughs> suggestion box <laughs> where you can both add sexy ideas to try out. <laughs> So you had me at clean, but uh, you lost me at saucy box. Saucy, sensual, sexiness. Would it, would it make you hot if Dennis were naked and cleaning up and you yeah. just sat oh, there watching watch no. a French maid outfit no. with yourself? No. But no. Dusting. Oh, God, ew, stop it. Look at this. <laughs> I'm talking about like you know uh, Scrabble or something like yeah, that. yeah. or like like a deep disinfecting of the room. Stop it! All right, rubber gloves. Uh, this uh, uh, next tip says: ditch the routine, have normal sex at an unusual time. Ooh, oh. just shifting to an early morning uh, lie on during the Bronze Age or afternoon delight can get you out of your rut and make standard sex feel fresh. Ooh, hey, I just got done taking a dump. <laughs> If you're not used to doing it, then no. whoever does it right after doing that, right? All right. Next one is public seduction. Okay. Have, uh, spicy pillow talk in public places. 
Okay. Discuss your filthiest fantasies. Attention shoppers. <laughs> I want to violate my wife. Steven says while shopping together or grabbing coffee. Digitally. <laughs> Attention shoppers. I want to violate my wife digitally. We'll be doing that in aisle five. Right next to housewares. Yeah. How about instead of like your name and putting your name on an order, you put like what you want to do, and then they call that out. Oh, okay. For you, yeah. You know what I'm uh, and but what, says, what is the order going to be as you put in your order for uh, uh, a side of felching? All right. Uh, discuss your fe- your filthiest fantasies while shopping together or grabbing coffee, and see who can keep let who see who can keep their hands to themselves the longest. Mm. Uh, Sexy. The next one says, "Have a rocket salad." What? Uh, according to science, the humble rocket salad, I a Cobb salad, the rocket, the humble rocket salad lettuce leaf can supercharge men's testosterone and what? block environmental contaminants oh. that can dull our libidos. I don't know. Is what this it. an aphrodisiac? You know I, what it is? I don't know what rocket lettuce. It's is. arugula, which oh, is also known that's as that's a, a vegetable. vegetable. Yes, okay. it is. It's I a, love in, arugula. In English, in British English, rocket ah. is arugula. That's why I'm boning all the time. I didn't know that. Okay, I do enjoy a good arugula. Yeah, so, arugula is excellent. Yeah, it's kind of peppery, a little yeah. different. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, this one, uh, she also says, uh, have shower sex. Uh, nah. My shower never responds. Scrub up your routine by getting frisky in the bath or shower. Not only is bathroom bonking frantic, fun, no. and frisky. <laughs> it's painful. But sharing a tub means you're doing your bit for the drought. It's. I mean, it's it's, it's a great place to get started, but not to actually do and finish the act. I agree. You, you owe it to be clean for your partner. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and just, I, I guess, you know, when you're younger and you start, like, fantasizing and... We're going to do this. On, on paper, it right. looks great. And, you know, Tom Segura has a really great bit about how he was obsessed with the, with the number 69 yeah. as he was growing up. And then finally he had the opportunity to do it. And it just did not live up to all of the hype. And I agree. I, yeah. I agree. And the shower thing, too, the water, the bathtub even, the, the, the water... Goes against the natural yeah. lubricant lube. Yes. yes, and it makes things painful. Agreed. All right, uh, this says fantasy league. Swap fantasies. Tell each other your hottest role play scenario or fantasy you'd love to come true. You'll bring them to life for each other in week four. So start gathering uh, any costumes. I'll be Balky and you be Cousin Larry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, Cousin Larry showed up, showed up on a She-Hulk. Yes, he is a She-Hulk. Oh, really? She-Hulk's dad. Yeah. i got to watch that. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. to watch that. Hang on a second. Uh, David wants to answer your question, Casey. Hi, David. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I actually do take a massive dump before having sex with my wife. Okay. okay. You, you make it sound so hot. Yeah. yeah. Do you clean up? Yeah. Do you How clean yourself? You possibly turn you away. Oh, of course I clean myself. <laughs> but you kind of lighten the load before you get started, huh? Yeah. Egg, exactly, because you're not going to be distracted by your stomach ache. You know? Yeah. You okay. All right. There's a practical There's reason. so much it. poop in me. I'm trying to get horny, but I have all this poop inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, David. I understand. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. I can feel the poop. Can't stop thinking about all this poop. Can't. Even the music is saxophone sexy, but I keep thinking about the poop that's inside of me. <laughs> See, he, he eliminates that. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. This says make a lust list. 
A lust list? Let's draw up a list together of the kinkiest activities you can imagine, and then uh, then each say whether each one is a yes or no or a maybe in trying them out. By the way, these are ways to uh, rekindle things. from this uh, UK sex advisor in right? the bedroom. Yeah, from a sex expert. Yeah. Right. Uh, this says watch TV naked. No, because <laughs> then they can see you. <laughs> uh, throw a blanket on the sofa, then snuggle up to watch a film together. Snug on the yeah. Uh, the skin to skin contact will boost your oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone, and increase. Uh, feelings of arousal. I kind of like that idea. Have you done it? Um, n- no. Is that how you watch Tiger King? We got kids, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You never know when somebody's going to be walking kids in Kids, don't look back. So we don't <laughs> do that. Yeah. Don't ever look back. I want to say we have done that before, yeah. and it's kind of fun. Mm. Here, I'm going to try that out. <laughs> Uh, double trouble is the next. Ah, uh, okay. more people into the bedroom. Great. Exactly. No, double the fun by fitting in two sexy episodes of full sex or climactic foreplay. Mm. Discover how many hours in the day See you how have badly you chafe. for sex when you prioritize it. There was a time uh, we went on vacation. Uh, we were at uh, St. John, yeah. the, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and that was probably the most we we were go- we ever went at it. Right. How many days were you there and how many uh, we were th- It was quick. It was only like a three-day trip, and we were doing we d- at least three times a day. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we might have gone for one day. I mean, like we were going crazy. Wow. Yeah. In fact, Rochelle's nickname was uh, <laughs> was uh, what do we call her? Montana, because we we're going to try to do it forty nine times before we left. <laughs> 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 uh, wait. Oh, 49ers. I yeah, forty nine. Gotcha. I was like, are they the forty ninth state? No, Joe that's Montana. what I was thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> no, I thought this was a geography Alaska? pun. No. It was no, a Joe Montana. Uh, highest altitude. Um, you guys never left the resort. You didn't even see any of the island. We did. You're right. We didn't go anywhere. We stayed right there. Doing it the whole time. uh, What was that called? Um, Gallows. Gallows. The Gallows Gallows Resort. Awesome place. All right. Buy new underwear. Hmm. Lackluster underwear makes you lack lust. Spice your smalls by buying a few new pieces for you and him. What are you laughing? Model them tonight with a strip tee. Hey, I got some new underwear. <laughs> Please check me out. Check out my my sack. Look at this. Look at my new underwear. Doing a strip tease for Fruit of the Loom. Uh, all right, it says uh, cinnamon buns. Oh, okay. I do like cinnamon buns. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys are getting turned on. Warm. I like waffles too. Warm, <laughs> spicy cinnamon is a powerful aphrodisiac. Oh, cinnamon is fantastic, yeah. but, but it is an aphrodisiac. Uh, wake up your partner with cinnamon coffee. Mm, here's some cinnamon coffee and a hot cinnamon roll. Make you some cinnamon coffee <laughs> and some cinnamon rolls. I'll clean up the goddamn bedroom. <laughs> I did it. You know what happens after the cinnamon coffee and the cinnamon rolls is you got to poop. Yeah, take it down. <laughs> you got to play your I shouldn't have done that. Now I'm full of poop. Buns uh, over the weekend. Brand muffin black coffee. <laughs> I brought a whole tray of, of uh, sticky buns, cinnamon Barry's buns. Berries buns? Yeah. They're yeah. wonderful. And mm-hmm. uh, the thing that came up, I forget how it came up with it, uh, was it Cinnabon itself that was offering what they call that, that cinnamon soaked nub in the middle? Mm. <laughs> 
The you middle know nub. I yeah. know what you're talking right. about. Yeah. The, the best nub. part of the Cinnabon. The, the little button. Cinnaboner. The nub right there. Mm. Yeah. We are getting more tr- turned on by, by the boom. Cinnabon. Actually, we are. We, <laughs> we, we all participated <laughs> in the Cinnabon. You'll excuse me. I'm taking my waffles upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Steve kept talking about waffles. All right, this was uh, this was written in the perspective of uh, uh, ad- of advice for women. Oh. Oh, all right. uh, because oh. the next one says pleasure him. Ooh, it's all about him today. Bring him to climax in his favorite way. It's all about you. And says and don't. Rafferty Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and she says, "Don't worry, you'll get your comeuppance." So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, After he wakes up, this, <laughs> yeah. this is another uh, in the morning. Another tip to bring sex back to where it should be, because apparently summertime it's a is a bit of a doldrum. Uh, quickie time it says have sex in the fastest possible time. Okay, so you, you actually have a stopwatch. Cut straight to the good part and aim to finish in five minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care if I have to poop now. I just want to get through some... this. I'm full of poop. <laughs> Do it. The saber poop. Uh, all right. This says uh, supplement your sex life. Noticed flagging libidos at home? Find out why. Check the side effects of any medication and then try some natural remedies like uh, maca root powder or ginseng or ginkgo biloba. Uh, what about uh, like the, uh, wasn't it um, horny goat weed that did? Uh... Yes. I thought, yeah, the ginkgo was uh, supposed to be for memory. Memory, Your brain. Yeah. Mm. I remember that I'm around. Yeah, yeah, there was something called uh, horny goat weed that was supposed to be right. an aphrodisiac. It's another one of those things. That... I think they're... Uh, okay, a, well, they don't so. really work. Is that really, or is it just because the word horny is in it? Because it could be a horned goat, right? Could I don't be. know. I don't uh, know what the origin of that is. What are you reading? Uh, this is a breakdown of the similar things to horny goat weed here. Fairy wings, bishop's hat... Baron Wart. Really? Uh, Dizzy Gillespie? That's, yeah. It all sounds like Ep- that. Epimedium, known as Baron Wart. Horny goat weed. The hell was it for? It is, um, it's supposed to be, a a circuitously, a, 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 an arouser. Uh, it's in China. Yeah, I don't know. But the, it's another one of those things that you oh. add to the list of, of aphrodisiacs. Cialis and all of these things, t- just they assist in blood flow. That's, yes. what, that's what Viagra does. They don't does. get you horny. No, they, they allow... They, they allow the process to happen. Right. To take place. Right. So yes. the, the you actual... You still have to be turned on. The actual um, Spanish fly concept yeah. is... That, yeah. that's, there's nothing really there, right? No, no. It, it's really just getting people drunk. And in fact, uh, yeah, Spanish fly... Look that up if you would, because I've heard that... Cosby did a bit Cosby about it, and look how well that turned out. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know what that is, what Spanish fly is supposed to be. I think it's like a Mickey, you know? Yeah. Like from Rocky. No, I, I got this woman in my apartment, Rocky, I got this woman in here. It's been decades. Can you give me... What are you? What did you do? How did you, how did you nail that woman, that bag of crap you hooked up with? You better than that! First, you gotta take a poop. <laughs> Best thing to do first is take a big dump. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is you put on your David Sanborn and you're getting all horny is have the poop distract you. <laughs> Why are you talking about poop? <laughs> all right, anyway. Okay. Uh, this next tip says you're in charge. He's your slave tonight. Ooh. And must do anything you need to bring you to an earth moving 
Repair the kitchen table. Climax. Whether that's passionate sex or just cleaning the oven. Ooh. So there Hot. you go. Um, remember, these are tips to bring uh, back some fire into your sex life. Cozy sex, it says. Energy flagging. Try At the a, restaurant? Try a slow... No. Not C-O-S-I. C-O-S-Y. At, try a slow, comfy position like sofa surfer. So, yeah. Different furniture, tables, things like that. Always fun. Murphy bed. Is sofa surfer a sexual position? No, it's just like doing a Marvel character. (laughs) Marvel character. That's right. The silver surfer. The silver surfer. Uh, And it's Lawrence Fishburne. Mercury surfboard from Mars. Parking sofa surfer. He lies back on the sofa. You sit on top of him at a ninety degree angle. Let me see how many diseases I can put in you. Oh my god! No, this is this. This is called the sofa surfer. He lies. He lies back on the sofa. All right. You sit on top of him at a ninety degree angle. All right. Get my protractor. Feet on the floor. All right. Wait, who's? Oh, I see. Okay, so she's sitting sideways. Uh, you got it. Okay. He lies back on the sofa. You sit on top of him at a ninety degree angle. Oh, right. okay. Feet on the floor. So essentially, she's just like sitting up and oh yeah, yeah standard. Do that it. works. Then they're done that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've ever done that. That's a sideways. At a sideways thing. Yeah, it is ninety degrees. You want press? You want sideways? You want to show she's her? Just upright. No. Here. At a ninety degree angle, so so it's like a Bolivian parabola. How could you, how could you do it on the sofa? How could you have both oh, feet? On, how could you have both feet on the floor? Casey and oh, Nick will show you. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. All right, watch. Now he's oh, sit on top, both feet on the floor. There it is. No, well, all right, hold on. No, all right, now get up. This is what I'm talking about. I'm not getting up yet. <laughs> Let him finish. Hold back there. <laughs> no, wait. Go back. Hold on. Yeah. Awesome. Nick, sit up. Nick, sit up. Which way? Like this? Yes. Yeah. Now, now, kind of go. Well, I guess that wouldn't be no. nice. Lying then. on your back. Right. Right. Okay. His back. Yeah. Yeah. Do it again. Okay. But like look. you don't know your. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. this. Right? Yeah. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then you both finish. Thumbs up like uh, like your Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we want to have? Yeah, I mean, about. we got him over there. Well, that's uh, sort of like a reverse yeah, cowgirl. That's reverse cowgirl, yeah. On the couch. Yeah, this is 90 degrees. Reverse couch girl. I picked the wrong day to not wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> are you not wearing underwear? No, these are... What happened? They're like regular shorts. <laughs> a lot of times shorts, do you, does it have like a, a mesh inside? Yeah, but there's yeah. no undies. I'm so glad you guys did that. Hey, well, Kathy <laughs> wasn't getting it. I know. When I go commando, I Thank use you. panty shields. Okay. I got to tell you, um, as the guy doing all the work, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that taxing on my... My, uh, on my legs and my knees, so Kathy. Okay, yeah. it's a total body workout, yeah. Kathy. So you're almost doing squats, kind of. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so another thing you could do is massage, and uh, the sex expert says that how far this goes is up to you. Uh, warm some coconut oil and massage each other <laughs> for at least twenty minutes, gradually building up to a happy ending. All right, so I've tried that approach, and the, the problem with the massage is that it just relaxes her too much, and she just wants she to, go to, you bed want to do it. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. I actually get pretty good. I've done it a few uh, two times good, with yeah. with, uh, with Claire, and, and uh, it's, she's like, oh, "I'm so relaxed, I want to go to bed." There's also a masseuse that she deals with, who's okay. like always going to eclipse me, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah, like does the whole thing. <laughs> All right, how about this? Uh, another thing you do, it says, uh, read all about it. Women are highly aroused by words and sounds. Mm-hmm. Listen together to free erotic short stories on uh, literotica.com. Schlong. Or read out. Oh, oh it's just words. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Okay. 
uh, or read out your sexiest passages from books. Oh, it could do. Call that. me Ishmael. <laughs> well, it's Moby, Moby Dick. Dick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Solo fun. Oh, so like a Star Wars. Yeah, just like that. Solo. On shot first. <laughs> Why are you sitting? Why are you sitting on the couch that way? And meanwhile, uh, Salacious... <laughs> Salacious Crumb is the cock sitting in the corner. <laughs> uh, no, solo fun. It says... We know Java was definitely a perv. Oh, yeah. Oh, this oh my God. God. This way. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the bikini. Absolutely. It says, take an evening to enjoy what turns you on. Do <laughs> <laughs> you got your favorite toy or try a new position while you put the moves on yourself? Okay. You that's can, Nothing is more erotic than an evening with yourself. You can do this mutually or solo. <laughs> solo. Why are you playing Bago? <laughs> it's my favorite toy. All right. <laughs> All right, we got to we got to wrap this up here. Right. <laughs> but there's several other ones on here. Uh it says uh, uh mix up a cocktail that harnesses the aphrodisiac qualities of chili and pineapple. Well, do we determine the Spanish fly efficacy? Yeah, uh, no, yes, there is no efficacy. Okay, I thought uh, so. It's a odorless, colorless, fatty substance from the terpenoid class. Sounds uh, great. Yeah. I'm I'm getting turned on already. Steve, it's actually secreted um, by many species of blister beetles. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. What the hell? Yeah, so that's like one and of the so main the, ingredients. The main perception was that it would be a bit of an aphrodisiac. And uh, there's no clinical evidence to support something. I didn't think so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> a couple other quick things. Uh, this says uh, blow hot and cold. Uh, try temperature. Those are brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start with hot, and then this go hot. Cold. This yeah. is my younger son, Cole. Use toys that have been. Chilled. You know what to do. Toys that have been chilled in the fridge, along with a warming, tingly oil. Uh, and then I'll just. Oil is so tingly. And I'll just do one more, and then we have the full list on PrestonSteve.com. If okay. you want to see it, uh, it says Big Bang, and listen, it says end the month with agonizingly slow sex, like edging. I don't know. Enjoy. It says enjoy five minutes of snogging mm. and a minimum of 20 minutes of foreplay. By increasing the action beforehand, you'll heighten your arousal and experience much more powerful finish. The, ed- the edging thing is an interesting thing. Yeah, I know somebody who's into that. That's not me. Not, not me. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Explore. A little bit. Did you bring that up on air? <laughs> <laughs> I told you that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> not everything. It's just something. <laughs> I need you to stop talking. Dan has got to go. <laughs> good time to stop. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's right. All right. Anyhow, as I said, the full list of uh, stuff to spice up your sex life, because apparently uh, the libido kind of takes a break in the summertime. Yeah, uh, you can go to PrestonAndSteve.com and we'll have the, the full list up there for you. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a second. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order. 
but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web. Preston and Steve. Listen up. Some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Helium Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow and Saturday. Please welcome back to Philadelphia, Ari Shapiro. Yeah. 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 yeah, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Excellent. Good yeah. to see you. just got arrested. You did? Yeah, it was hot. I, I just didn't know what to do, so I just took off all my clothes and I, and I oh, jumped into this freezer. Yeah. It knocked. You know, totalitarian regime we're in right now. It's like, you can't do that in America. And what? Oh, Jesus. Well, you, you're, you, uh, you created the series, This Is Not Happening. Uh-huh. And, um, and so, you know, and it's a great series, and, and, and you it were is. a great host again. Uh, and full of stories that a lot of them involved some sort of um, substance that somebody uh, took. Yeah. That story, there had to be more than just pot. That it had to be. had to be, right? Yeah. Remember when you were little and people blame stuff on pot? And then you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And then you got older, you're like, oh, they're hiding something. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not pot. I'm now. You yeah. can always, what, like, well, okay, what's the additional ingredient in this configuration? Yeah, what was that guy on? Was that some sort of method? You got to, you got to. So, it's, <laughs> there was something that, uh, the, okay, I don't when somebody's father joined the army, yeah. okay, or joined the military, that was a thing. He was in jail, and so when when oh, you would hear that story. He's off. He's off serving in the army. He's uh, serving in the uh, army. Oh, yeah, and he's he off actually, in the army. Won't be back for a few years. Yeah, <laughs> three, three to five three, years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's going to re up? Oh yeah, he plans on re up. If he has good behavior, he'll re up. <laughs> <laughs> it took me an embarrassingly long time to realize why my friends were going to the bathroom so often. Oh, yeah. Like every hour or so, uh-huh. they would, like, oh, two or three of them. Why are you guys going in groups? Yeah. yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love you, that. Know, I, you don't want me to go with you? Oh, okay, my fine. God. Well, we had, here, here's a story for you. We, we had uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. No. Uh, oh, and he brought by this female wrestler named Gorgeous George, and uh, they came in. It was early in the morning. They were both like, oh, this and that, and there we go. We have to go to the bathroom, and we're like we had this. We like, like we, yeah. we one single to go to the one bathroom. single bathroom, one toilet in the bathroom was one of those. They both go in, they come out, and they're like, 
Let's get this interview on. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, bro. You have a great bathroom, brother. Yeah. yeah. That was her. That's called festival coffee. Called, uh, uh, music festival festivals. You coffee. wake up, you're bleary-eyed because yeah. the sun's coming into your tent. You're like, let me just get going. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Preston always brings up the, uh, there's, uh, in the Eagles, uh, who we had Don Felder in. Yeah. And, 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 you know, in concert, you can clearly see Joe Walsh has Coke on his nose, and no and, and Felder did the uh, right. Well, there was a, there was a classic yeah. moment in in yeah. the uh, um, uh, Hotel California video from the 1970s where they're playing, and I asked uh, he leans in and says something to Joe, and I asked Don, "What did you say to him?" He goes, "Oh, he goes, yeah, I remember that." I goes, "I told him you're showing," and that's what they were showing each other. When they had a little bit of Coke on their nose. The rock star version of flies down. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, speaking of substances, we're 20 days into October. You're doing sober October. Are you? I'm not. Oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm an idiot loser with loser friends. He you, did it, though. You, you did it. Uh, how many years ago did you? You did a... Oh, I was sober. You did for, a full purge. I, I, was, I was sober for a couple of years. because Not because I've been drinking too much, but I had migraine headaches, and I was trying to see if I if that was a trigger for these migraines. And I stayed off booze for a couple of months. And then after that, I'm like, well, let me take this sober thing out for a drive. And it lasted for a couple of years. It was it was fun for a while. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. How, yeah. We, how are you? Uh, have you been solid or have there been any I had slips? one. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got, I was doing Rogan's podcast with the guys. And then he goes, hey, man, I just interviewed Roger Waters two days ago. He's here. I have tickets to Roger Waters. Do you want to go? And I'm like, I'm going home yeah. tonight. He goes, I'll just swap your flight for you. I'm a multi-billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fair, okay. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's disrespectful to not take a little bit of acid to go see <laughs> <my goodness." laughs> Just a so microdose. I file for religious exemption. <laughs> All right. For Holy Scrolls. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then, so one tab of acid for Roger Waters. Are those okay. guys giving you a pass? Yeah, they said you got to do more push-ups. You got do a hundred push-ups a day to make up for it. Does that mean you? All right, so maybe November first, you you extend it to November second. Yeah, so maybe acid, does like acid buy you one day? No, they were like, it's one day is not going to do anything. <laughs> you <laughs> see Segura lately? Uh, he's felt, bro. What's up with that? I don't know. I think he's right. anorexic. <laughs> <laughs> he claims this other stuff, but he goes to the bathroom a lot. And you just hear sounds of. <laughs> well, <laughs> kills, <laughs> yeah, so. Who knows? What kills me is you'll see now. Burt Kreischer is in, in one. He's of those, still as fat as ever. He's right. that. Not changing, and he yeah. works out. You'll see, he po- purposely yeah. posts Instagram videos of him, and I guess he's got a little gym facility in his house. And it's like, okay, I know. And you seem to be one of those metabolisms and physical constructions that just can take it all. But I don't see any. I don't see any turnaround. No, you don't see any turnaround. His stomach is like that of a pregnant woman. It's so pushed out. Oh. I believe he's taking same video from multiple angles and posting on different days. <laughs> that must be so it. Look out once a month with 30 angles. <laughs> Let me ask you, how do you maintain such a good, strong relationship with all of those guys when you're in different parts of the country? Like, it, it just seems like you guys are all still pretty close. Yeah, we talk trash about other comics. It yeah. helps a lot. <laughs> we we uh, combine on that on our, our little text thread. Those of like mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. He's <laughs> just way to stay in touch. I, got, I don't know. I got a text from uh, our friend Todd Glass one time about another comedian, and I'm not going to say who it was, but he's like, do you guys like this guy? And I was like, nah, not really. But it was, to me, and then it was like, like, let's go then. <laughs> 
bonding moment with Todd, you know? It's, it, and we'll tell you who it is off air, but I don't. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. I just don't like him as a person. I just, uh, yeah. Well, is, was, has, he, has this guy been on our show? Yeah. And has he been one nice time. when he's been in here? Yeah, one, uh, sort of. Right. He, no, he was nice to us. He just doesn't seem like a nice person. There's uh, a lot of that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the ones that were poor for a long time. Like yeah. me and Tom. Yeah. <laughs> a little too, where it's like they're just they like, stay grounded. Yeah, <laughs> well, you do you appreciate it more, right? Like when your career grows steadily instead of like being a flash in the pan or something massive overnight. When when you accumulate a little bit of wealth and have a career out of it, as opposed to just like you know dancing around an actual job. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you see people, they're like, why are you such a... Well, I can't... Why <laughs> you know, dick? Such a dick? Yeah, yeah well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why are you such a dick? Life's good, dude. Calm down. Are, are you predisposed, do you think, to, to being um, sort of... Uh, you, you've always, you're always pleasant when you come in here. Do you think yeah. you're, you're wired to go to the cynical? Yeah, I go cynical. Yeah. When we started Sober October again, it's been a few years, and immediately, like, me and Rogan were just, like, crapping on Bert, just <laughs> talking talk, talk yeah. about fat he is. And then he was like, man, I missed you guys. That's from a good place, you yeah. know? Right. Well, Rogan's, yeah, you Rogan's guys... studio has, um, which is kind of a weird thing, I guess, if you're in Sober October, he always has, like, top-level... Everything. It's like scotch and stuff and, and cigars, and, I mean, it's, it's like a real man cave vibe. Yeah. Cigars we still will still do. The, yeah. the, man, I, I perform in bars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. every day you go and you pass these trigger moments. Yeah. How do you break that? How do you break that cycle when that you, that's associated? Your place. So I'll punch women. <laughs> uh, I find you know you got to do something. Punch women. Yeah. 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 And then the feeling goes with the urge goes away. Because yeah. 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 you know it's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something. And wrong. And you don't want to keep doing it. Uh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But I do worry about like listen. I don't know what everybody's actually like. I don't know what's amped up. I don't know if Bert is is. Uh, as dependent on alcohol no, as maybe as Dude, a- Bert Boozer. <laughs> I'm giving up the most variety of substances. Right. Okay. <laughs> but like, you have to, like, when you drink that much, you have to be careful when you stop. Like, it can be... It can be really bad for you. Yeah, you can get withdrawals. He's replacing with ragu. Ragu, that is what you use. Yeah, a lot of people don't, and we've talked <laughs> about that guys. story. <laughs> um, yeah, you, if you have, have, if you are really gone, if you're down that that alcohol, yeah. you've got to be in the yeah. in the company of a doctor's care mm-hmm. because you can die from the withdrawal. And we, Bert, we used to actually, so he would come in here in the morning. We keep these, yeah, we have a bottle. Airplane yeah, yeah. bottles of booze. Oh, yeah. We used to keep them on top of the sign. We had to take them down. There were too many of them up there. From every time we saved him when he would come in here and just he, went, he goes so hard. Yeah, yeah. With the first time we did Sober October, we were legitimately worried about Bert. <laughs> Doug Stano called. Like, oh, dude, that's not a joke. He can't. He can't just go cold turkey. Wow. And wow. then he was like totally fine. Uh, with with your with the uh, the uh, the show, this is not happening. Done a while ago. Everyone related stories. Do you have any? This is not happening. Moment that's been generated since then. That um, that you go to something where you were in the moment and couldn't believe it was happening. Yeah, we we, we we've done that show live since then. Right. Oh, we yeah, call, that's right. We call this is still happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I see it, how many do you have like in, in a queue? Like. Uh, is it? Do you have like five guys that are that are going to go up there and do that? Because I only see them like one at a time. Like the last one I just watched was Tommy Pope. Oh yeah. Uh, so that night was it just Tommy Pope that night or was it? No, it was a few. We do like five per per night. Okay. Me and then five per night. I try to set the tone. I try to tell a real good story out of the gate. What's your what's your what's your most mind boggling uh, story? Really? Yeah, yeah. I got, I was on a I was on a uh, like a long distance overnight bus in in uh, Vietnam. 
<laughs> and I was talking to some dude through uh, Google Translate. Right. And they're just amazed by white people out there. Oh, yeah. They always want to take a picture of you and just like, what's a white doing here? It's like crazy. <laughs> and then I'm going, I went to like, there's this backpack row that you can like sleep on because the, the seats are made for like five foot two people. Right. So I was in your back not. row. And I'm like, they're like, don't go back there. But I was like, I'm tired. I'm going back there. I went back to heavy gas fumes. So for sure, that's why you're not allowed to go there. <laughs> so this guy I was talking to, the Google, he starts looking for me. And uh, I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm safe. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Then he just comes back and he lays down like next to me. And I'm like, all right, weird. <laughs> but I'm like, fine. I slid over. And then he just started trying to. <laughs> Grab your job? Yeah, just really, really. Trying to like what? work it in Vietnam. Yeah, and I was like, what? No way! I don't know what signals I was giving off. It had to be something, some cultural. I don't know. And then I'm like, how do you say no on Google Translate? It was probably just the seat that you chose. Maybe, maybe that was like, the hookup seat. Yeah. I learned yeah. that there's this park in Delaware that if you go and you back your car in, that's, that's the a sign. sign. Oh, oh yeah. wow! And you don't know these signals. Exactly. Yeah. I, I didn't even know like the uh, the classic the a couple of years ago that we got turned on to the supermarket uh, thing with the uh, down pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swinger thing. That's right? a yeah. swinger thing. Yeah. But wait a second. I back my car into every spot. Like. <laughs> I, and you're you get a one killing. day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a backer inner. I'm a backer inner. Yeah, only if like if I'm pulling if it's a parking lot. I hate that. I, well, listen, I do it. I, God bless you, but I, I'm like, I see too many people take 15 attempts at backing into a. Mm -hmm. Well, a, yeah, I'm really good at, good at, at it. it. Yeah. A, I'm really good at it. But B, I don't do it if there's other cars. If I'm going to hold anybody up, yeah. I only do it if I'm not going to hold Everyone anybody. Everyone do up. it the way you do it. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Uh, so anyway, you Google translate this guy. Yeah, I'm like, no. And then he was like, okay, we both laid there for like a minute to feel uncomfortable. And then he went back to his seat. And then I'm like, my stuff's up there. Maybe he's going to steal my stuff. And then I had to be like, gays aren't thieves. That's a different stereotype. Oh, he had second thoughts. Yeah. And then he was gone. I fell asleep finally. And he was gone when I got to whatever small town I was. So you were performing, to. we assume, right? No, I was just there. Just, just get, tour, get, tour, get, tour, get lost. But I was just trying to get lost, get off the grid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you wish maybe that just for the story you would have followed through on it? <laughs> I want to know what he was thinking. I have thought about it since then, to be honest. It's a decent question. I think, like, he probably he was from a small town. He probably talked to his friends. Right. And he's like, I think I've heard in America some of these, they can't come that big. <laughs> and, and then he was like, when he saw what he was like, I've got to see for myself. <laughs> oh my God. By the way, you can call a guy a dick. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid it no that sense. we get confused. I have two drops yeah. that I can play only the first six or seven, what, four seconds of them. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's funny how stuff has come fallen in and out of you. Usability, but that's a that's you don't have to. My bad. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was excited that you were coming uh, into the studio today. It's been a little while since we since we've had you. Yeah, I'm a big fan of yours. Pre panty. Yeah, <laughs> panty. Oh, I'm taking that pre panty. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different time. I actually ran into my friend at Roger Waters. This guy Duncan Trussell, this comic, and hadn't seen him since before. Right? Yeah. I was like, hey, when's the last time I saw you? It was a before? And he was like, yeah. We're both on acid. We're both just start crying and hugging each other. <laughs> what were you talking in the in the uh, in the Acme Lounge about that? You know that it 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 it's such a difference just to shake someone's hand and just wow. to, to to look them in the in the eyes. But um, 
I mean, you, you with the podcast and everything, you're, you 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 don't seem to have any real downtime to go traipsing around Vietnam these days, right? I mean, you're you take time off. You know, now, you are, are you a are you a walkabout kind of guy? Yeah. Are you a go find yourself? What I did is I went to Southeast Asia. I I ordered an Uber. Then I threw my phone in the in the drawer and closed it, and then Dude. I just left. I locked myself out of all my like emails and social media. That's, that's very, awesome. That's very adventurous. Yeah. Gave the password to a friend. I'm like, don't give it back to me. Mm. You do this like? Every, is this something you do every year? I did it in 2017. I'm probably going to go to like, I don't know. I want to go on a long, like a six month like South America trip. I admire people who can do that. I admire that ability wow. to just disconnect. Uh, Preston did one years ago. Yeah, I was in my 20s, and I, and I went to uh, Wyoming and, and, uh, and Montana by myself. And just like five days just to go. It wasn't like right. a big, big, long one, but it was pretty wild. I enjoyed it. I just went to Montana oh, okay. for the first time. Tubing, it's the best. Tubing? Yeah. Uh, down a river? Yeah, they awesome. have they have like tubing games. They, everyone has their like their tubes with like a cooler in the middle of it. Yeah. And you're solo? No, this one I went with friends. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, my friend's sister lives out there. Right, right, right. What are, what are the games that, that you do it's just like tubing? I just mean like their, their like style. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 like yeah. They all have like, a, it's just like great. You take 15 minute drive up the up the road That's and then cool. a three hour trip down the yeah. lazy river. I, yeah. I love to travel and I love when you're in places where there is no cell reception, where you're yeah. forced out of it. And, and so because we're also reliant and addicted and whatever, um, but to take a trip without one, uh, entirely is a little more adventurous than I think that I'd be prepared to go, but I'm I am impressed that you can you do get it. used to it. I was like I was like I got a few I was gonna go Southeast Asia. So I was like, let me get the, the passport, like the visas that I need ahead right. of time. Like Thailand you can get at the border. And I got like Vietnam ahead of time, whatever. And then I just looked at the weather. Where's the weather the nicest for the <laughs> next two weeks? That requires like a, uh, that that's I admire that. I think that's really that's really pretty wild. What's on your list to get to? Um I wanna go to the stands. Oh man! Oh like, really? I just saw an article yesterday about Uzbekistan, and uh, what did it say? Then it was like uh, become this travel place that people go there for like a month. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's it was fascinating, and and I've never met anyone who's been to any of the stands. Uzbekistan, yeah. by the way, uh, one of the only countries in the world. There are two that is twice landlocked. You have to go through other countries that are also landlocked to then get to uh, um, the ocean. So, so you're going to be dry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> not, how, not the best sushi scene. Don't bring your rice. That's how removed it is from everything else. Wow, interesting. Yeah, that's on my mind. Morocco, I really want to hit to Ooh, get my, to. My friends were just there and raved about Morocco. Really? Yeah. Nothing. So you're not uh, you're not a a tundra kind of guy. You're not a uh... cold. I hate the cold. Okay. All right. Yeah, why bother with the cold? <laughs> All these people want to hike up Mount Everest. I'm like, you gotta wear a coat for that. Wear those shorts. Bro. What are you doing to yourself? Oh, last year I decided I was going to officially become winter. A guy I had uh, the, the the type of guy I would you know just chastise all the time. Like winter shorts guy. Last year I became winter shorts guy. What? And it's absolutely fine. It was no problem. Yeah. I, I made it through no problem. You go to the next step and just go full off? <laughs> <laughs> just porky pig. Yeah. Right, so with your your career then, and you live in New York, so it yeah. gets cold in the winter. Do you are all your winter dates in the south? And Dude, either it's either skiing or beach. Okay. So I got like Tampa and, and Florida, and then like Salt Lake and Denver. Okay. So you ski? I, you yeah. you? I know that in your college years you played a lot of golf. Yeah. Yeah, I was a. Go ahead. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I was, you're on the golf team, weren't you? Yeah, I, was, I shot a 143 in competition once. 
Oh my God! I believe I was the <laughs> worst. I believe I was the worst. The worst athlete in NCAA in all of NCAA. How did you even get on the team? It was they couldn't fill the team. <laughs> so like, if you got clubs, you're in. One forty-three. Yeah. I mean, Yeshiva University. <laughs> They're known for their golf. Yeah, and it was like. Yeah, then I switched to Maryland, but like, uh, and then they were like, "No, you can't play." <laughs> I mean, both coaches were laughing at me. You know when there's like a pond in front of you, yeah. and you're like, "Okay, I got to get over this." And I remember hitting to the base of the pond, like dribbling one up, not in the pond, Short then the launching pond. three in. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was bad. Uh, I got my letter though. I have yeah, a one. <laughs> you really? Yeah, I lettered in golf. Did, did you enjoy the game? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You're out there in nature. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the best. Yeah. I went to Ecuador for six months during the pandemic. Did you? I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Did they have the pandemic down there? <laughs> they did, but it was a lot of outdoor seating, so it was a lot easier. Okay. Yeah. So in in Ecuador, there's a, a big thing, uh, female wrestling. Did you see any of that? Uh uh-uh. uh So these women, but they wear like like dresses and uh, oh, I like that and, and wrestle. Yeah, it's pretty oh, wild. I like saw a little professional feature. wrestling or yeah. actual Greco Roman. No, 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 like oh. professional wrestling. Okay. Like it's outrageous. Like, Their characters, and they, they, or yeah, stuff like that. Is it a donkey show or like a college donkey show? No, no, show? no. no, no. <laughs> they have a lot of bars here in Philly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just for the moment. We had a friend of ours who's Ecuadorian had a uh, <laughs> a friend of ours is Ecuadorian and had a wedding and we went to it and we were we were curious about the food. And apparently, like uh, like rodents are are, uh, are served. Is that pig? right, dude? Yeah, like I had it a bunch of, it's so good. Guinea pig, really? Oh yeah. Okay, it's so good. They also have these like beetle larvae. And more in the Amazon, not as good. I tried it a couple times. Yeah. Fine, but not as good. But those those guinea pig are so good. <laughs> it's like duck. It's so good. <laughs> I know it seems gross. And they had to leave the head on. And yes. the head is smiling. Yeah. 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 It's all flayed out. Yeah. Smiling like, at me. Yeah. 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 It's almost telling you, like, I died for you. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Why do you not do a travel log show? You should. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, good idea, <laughs> That's man. not a bad idea. Did you go to the Galapagos when you were in Ecuador? It had just opened up. How was that? Bomb. <laughs> it my, was so good. And my wife like, had been and said, it's, I mean, that's, you know, you're talking Darwin, you're talking, uh-huh. you know, you're talking uh, all of this um, just amazing nature. And there, there's no place like it she's ever been to. We went, there was this, like, in one of the islands, it was, there was this, like, little lagoon area, like, so you go snorkeling in the morning. And on one dive, it was not a dive, just snorkeling. It's all these sea lions and baby sea lions yeah. that'll come right up to you. Oh, wow. Um, swimming iguanas. Penguins, warm weather penguins, these right. giant tortoises, rays, and you're just like, what the? Hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blowing your mind. But there's no the thing that she pointed out, and if you look at the, the tours to get out to the Galapagos, um, you're not going on like a Royal Caribbean. You're going on a, a um, like a mid level uh, ship, right? I mean, they're they're the, oh, yeah. you rough it a, a you know a little bit more. Yeah, but we were already in roughing it mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't bad. It doesn't seem like it'd be anything to you. Dude, so we went early on. So I went to get these, like, they make these big ants, and it's seasonal. Right. These ants come out, these flying ants, and they like, catch them, and, like, you just eat them. They're like potato chips. What? And I was like, I saw it. I was like, I want to try it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, so we you got to the Amazon. Early on, we met these guys. We were on a hike, and um, and we met this dude, just random dude in the Amazon. Not like jungly, but like yeah. the modern version of that. And he goes, hey, do you guys speak Spanish? And my chick did. Yeah. 
And uh, she's like, a little bit. And he goes, I have the cure for COVID. Do you want it? Come on in. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I mean, the only way to go, nah, I don't want yeah. no thanks, is to be like, oh, I think you're beneath me. <laughs> the only way to say, I do not want the cure for COVID. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's like, come on. So we're like, we can't. We got we to gotta just get it. I mean, there's yeah. no way. So we go in there. His father is sleeping on a couch, like, like wheezing, yeah. surely from COVID. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and he gives us this, like, he has this big tub of just, like, the most disgusting liquid. Gets one of those Tide, you know, the top of a Tide container, oh, yeah. scoops it out, goes, go for it. And it was rancid. What was it comprised of? Like, a bunch of husks of, of roots and whatever. I don't know, man. Have you gotten COVID? Nope. You yeah. <laughs> gave us a bottle. So took a bottle cap every morning. Yeah. And you don't get it. We didn't get it the whole time. Son we were of a there. bitch got Six it. Months. He figured it out. Yeah. Wow. You know what happened? Know. Pfizer and Moderna had keep them there That's because right. they don't want that getting out. You really, I'm telling you, you should do a travel log show. Yeah. I, yeah, I maybe. would watch it. I would maybe. absolutely watch it. I don't bring cameras with me. I want to just get lost. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, it's Ari Shafir who's going to be at uh, Helium. Uh, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, uh, or tonight out. as well. Tonight is sold out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Close, if not. Yeah. Uh, nice. Healing, nice. Just found out. <laughs> <laughs> Healingcomedy.com. But you're saying South America is kind of next on your... Yeah, I want to... I'm, I'm learning, trying to learn Spanish on Duolingo. Mm-hmm. Getting a little bit better. The Ecuador helped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I want to uh, just go to different spots. My brother uses Duolingo. His wife is from Brazil, and so he's... Uh, and he's getting good at Portuguese. Really? Yeah, yeah. It works you know, for him. I think the thing, and it's... Uh, I've entertained the notion of the Rosetta Stone and stuff like that, and I've even tried a few things in the beginning. By my line of thinking, at least the way my mind works, if I'm not completely immersed in it, yeah. I will not retain it. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a slight. You, you learn a few words, but until you put it into play. Yeah. Luckily, though, there's kitchen staffs everywhere, yes. <laughs> so you can practice. So go work at a diner. <laughs> yeah. Not a Greek one. Yeah. Just whenever I meet anyone Spanish, Latino, I just like try, and they like you know. I find okay that with it. when people who do that, it's appreciated that someone's make made the effort. To uh, address them, you know, and and, and the, uh, the native yeah. tongue to at least give a shot to. I was it. in France in July just for like some writing class, like a writing class there, and I learned a, a few words and just to get by. And I would learn like "May I have?" like right. little like get by words for everything. And um, some guy met like he knew French like really well. He goes, "Oh, when you're saying may I have like some water, you're saying a very formal version of it." And you should say it this way. I'm like, dude, I already got it. Uh, if they understand me, I'm fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What was this writing class all about? Creative writing class. My friend is a travel writer. He's been trying to get me to take the class for, like, years. Rolf Potts. And I was finally, like, I just did a special. So I was like, I got nothing going on. Are you smart? I, uh, what? I'm not that smart. Okay. I just, like, I'm smart enough to not, like, we got one life, man. You got to get out there. No, you're, <laughs> you're right. My, 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 my dad's 94. And, and so I've over... <laughs> In the past number of years, I've, I've sort of, because of the job and everything, I, I, I tend to be more of a homebody because I'm going out for work-related things. But uh, my dad, again, he, he recorded his, um, basically, a history of his life. Into, wow. you know, which And uh, it's the greatest gift he could give to his sons. Uh, and But the thing he keeps stressing is travel. Even if you don't, even if you're not necessarily a fan of it initially, see what's out there. That's that's the biggest joy of his life. He fought in World War II. Wow. Uh, you know, so he's, he's been and done and seen a lot. But the, the travel is, he says, that's what makes life worth living. You, you learn about other cultures, and then you also learn to appreciate your own culture. Right, right. Like when I got back from Southeast Asia, I went straight to my parents' house, surprised them. 
And then I remember taking a dump <laughs> and just going, oh, the toilet paper in America yeah. is heavenly. Yeah. And now it's like you just appreciate it. It's like wiping with a cloud. <laughs> well, taking a look at, at different cultures and, and things that are that are weird to us about other cultures is really interesting. If, and But you have to use the perspective that the stuff that we do is outrageous to them, too. Right. You know, it, yeah. it may be simple things that we take for granted. You know? Yeah. Our pizza game. I was talking to a guy in Myanmar. We're on a hike. And, and we're trying to explain to them pizza. They don't have cheese. Right. So it's like, how do you explain pizza? And we're like, dude, we got to take you for some pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to find out how to make it and make you some. It's wild. It'll blow your mind. Well, it, yeah. seems, it seems your palate, you're pretty adventurous when it comes to eating. If you if you drank that goo in the... Yeah. <laughs> I'll try everything. <laughs> Has that ever resulted in a bad uh, viral situation or a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, in uh, in me and my, I remember huddled over, like shivering with the, the worst, like like food poisoning. I remember pooping and barfing back and forth, and they have these squat toilets. Yes, oh, no. so you got to like poop under the floor, and you're standing where other people have peed. Sorry if I'm borderline here. No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. And it's just like back and forth, and you have to take the the medication to like. Stop it, but, like, I got to not throw this up. Yeah. So you got to, like, time it for right after a barf uh-huh. to get it down there so you don't barf it back up. Oh, no. Jesus. Now, speaking of medications and so on, because I've, I've known some uh, people who've uh, traveled to India for work and so on, you got to get, like, all kinds of inoculations uh, yeah. and stuff, and so... You you have to do you do that or do you yeah 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 I go ahead of time <laughs> I saw the look when on you're hanging out hostile with people who like don't and like with kids <laughs> like eighteen yeah. who just don't just risk ma- malaria and stuff uh. my buddy went to India with his with his uh, now wife he was gonna propose yeah. Ryan O'Neill's comic, but he was like, day one, you realize you're going to get aggressive diarrhea. <laughs> that's just not the most romantic you kind of, way to propose. Yeah. You build it into the planning of the trip. Yeah. yeah. Well, my, check in the toilet. There's a surprise for you. <laughs> There's a ring. Oh, ring. Oh, that's a great idea. Of the 52 weeks, oh, oh, oh. how much uh, traveling do you do outside uh, of like, your, your touring? Uh, yeah, you got to split it. You gotta, I, yeah, it's hard to find time for it all. Okay. So I try to do it, like, after I've taped a special. Okay. When I'm like, I got to build up a new hour. Speaking of which, you have one coming out soon, right? November 2nd. Okay. Mm. It's called Jew. It'll be on YouTube. Everybody check it out. The new place cool. to put specials. So you're doing, and uh, so many of the comedians, um, you know, friends of the show are, are taking that route, taking yeah. complete ownership of the release and everything. And, and for the most part, it seems out to be working out for them. It's working out for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even go. To, I went to Netflix for my last one. This time I didn't even offer it to them. Right, right. It's just like... Well, they're like, hey. Stuff changes. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Oh, is it's, it's so, <laughs> YouTube, and, and I was uh, looking at the breakdown of uh, and some of the social medias, uh, you know, TikTok and so on and so forth, and, and how many hits have to be reached to get a certain amount of money. And um, it, it's it's crazy. The one that it seems to be the staggeringly lucrative, depending on the a certain situation that you might be in, is uh, OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there are people who, like, hit it. Obviously, uh, they had hoped it would be, hey, I want to show you my etchings and my... But it's a lot of it that the money's being made on the porn side. Yeah, our boobs are not good enough to... <laughs> you got a chance. <laughs> but ours are not great enough to get a lot of money coming in. It's good bras. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a, Jay was on OnlyFans when it first started. When it first started, yeah, they were going, they were going bra. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he, but he has boobs. He yeah. does. He does. does. Yeah. You're right. bigger than mine. So, <laughs> one of the times he came here... Is this is a pre-panty. Uh, he uh, he texted me. He goes, yo, I'm here, right? 
And yeah. I jokingly go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, yo, I'm here. And I go, prove it. Send me a picture of your of your junk. And he did. <laughs> he, he, the funny thing is, he didn't have, he didn't take a picture. He had one. Yeah, ready to go. It, yeah. Ready just to go. that moment. He's a planner. He just got a dog. He named it Dawkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a Philly it. boy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's Absolutely. hilarious. Hey, I wanted uh, Ari and I off air uh, before we started. He saw my shirt, and it says uh, uh, Fishtown Pickle Project. He goes, oh, I'm saying oh, Fishtown. Yeah. That's oh, my first yeah. time. And uh, I asked him if he liked pickles, and you said you love pickles. Yeah. Would you like to try one of my pickles? Of course I would. This is my, my batch. You made them? What? Uh, I, I contributed to the, um, to the rest- recipe. Now, he, he was talking these up, and I'm, I'm a pickle fan as well. Uh, and he was talking about it. He's saying this is the this is the best pickle you will ever have in your life. I think it is. He brought it in, and I have to say, Ari, yeah, it's the best pickle. What do you what do you what do you like, Preston? What's your like pickle side? I like sour. I, I like everything. I, I like bread and butter, sour, sweet, um, uh, dill pickle, straight up. Uh, Some with, with a little bit of a um, kick to it. This has like uh, hints of garlic and pepper. And uh, it's got a little sweet in it as well, the apple cider vinegar, yeah. rice wine vinegar. Oh, some spice and some sweet. Right? Yeah. Isn't it good? Not bad. Yeah. Damn, that's interesting. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah so, it's solid. And so, Fishtown Pickle. Crisp also? Yes, yeah. and that's the key. They they yeah, make sure. you pickle. Yeah. Like, do you hate me? Their texture is fantastic. <laughs> trying to slap me in the face? Right. Hey, guess what? That's cross-cultural. <laughs> a soggy pickle. It's a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say your dad makes pickles? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I shouldn't chew on microphone. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> we invited you to eat it, yeah. so it's not a problem. Yeah, my dad has his own recipe. Yeah, my grandmother did. Yeah, yeah, his father, so it's like, it's passed down. I just gave one to Bobby Kelly. So, so like, in, in New York, especially, like, if you go to the kosher delis, you know, the legendary, uh, they would have those big barrels of, of pickles, and it'd be like, oh, my God, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you just uh, keep going. Yeah, on. just keep going. There's no, there's no calories. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's one of the best snacks. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a, uh, w- one of my tragic moments that involved pickles was, I'll never forget this, I was a kid. I was, I it was prom night. Sexual. <laughs> no. I was in the roller skating rink, and, uh, and I only had, I had, like, a quarter left to my name, and I saw that they were selling. Uh, Steve from the giant barrel of pickles, yeah. pickle juice All right. that you could get. All right, so I spent my quarter and I, I got a big cup of pickle juice. I, I drank that pickle juice. I'm skating around like uh, you know, half hour, forty five minutes later, and I thought I had to fart. Oh, you poor thing, dude! Oh boy. It just I filled my pants. And you were on skate roller skating rink on the rink. Oh. That, that would have been like a spirograph. It, uh, yeah, yeah, you can see which way you went. <laughs> yeah, spirograph's great. It's like getting circles. How far from How'd your you house get that were design? you? I, not walking distance. Uh, we had to call my mom. Distance. No, <laughs> just skated right out the door. Yeah, had just to call my going. mom. Come and pick me up. Well, it will. Now, sometimes you know, as we've pointed out, athletes will drink pickle juice for the for the the, the salt content. Yeah, it, it maybe I had a bug or something, and I didn't okay. know about it. But I had to. It, I just filled my pants. <laughs> But I, I'm a pickle fanatic. I love Preston, it. can you make a chaser, a pickle chaser? A chaser? Yeah, I've been d- doing pickle chasers. Oh, pickle-backs. I've pickle-backs, never yeah. done that. I've never done the pickle. Well, what, what is this? I'm not familiar. Do a shot of whiskey usually yeah. or whatever. Jameson. Jameson and, then it, and a shot of whiskey, of pickle juice. Yeah, shot mm-hmm. of pickle juice and it just goes away. You know that like awful huh. and it just oh. like goes away. With Jeez, the I didn't know the that. They're yeah. big here in Philly with the Citywide, which is a beer and a shot of whiskey. 
a beer, beer or a shot with, of whiskey with the, with the and pickle. pickle. Uh, yeah, you can do like a, a citywide with a pickleback. Oh, okay. that's, oh, you know, you go to like Tattoo Moms and get like a Paps mm-hmm. and, a, uh, and a shot for mm-hmm. a dollar or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess it just refills your, I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Jay Chia. Well, if you're staying in Fishtown, I have a spot for you. It's called uh, Cantina La Martina. It's a yeah. new Mexican restaurant. It's like the best place in the world. I'll send it to you. And they're serving uh, ant caviar. Okay. What is that? So it's caviar from ants. Like ant the little eggs? bugs. Yeah, yeah, ant eggs. How big, are, how big? How small are they? Yeah. I mean, have you had it? No. Okay. So a lot know? of people are talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Marissa's our restaurant tour. Yeah. Or she's so our. So if someone tells her that there's really good ant eggs at a place, she'll <laughs> say, yeah. If you had never had honey and somebody told you what it was, you'd be like, no way. I'm not trying right? Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's bee barf, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. bee barf. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No way would you yeah. try that. In fact, I'm done with honey. Now that <laughs> Give me a good old pickle. Um, uh, well, listen, we just want to. Uh, alert people that uh, the shows are going to sell out, I would imagine. They are. Tonight's show is sold out. Uh, you have... Uh, my t- friends are potheads. They buy tickets last minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tomorrow on Saturday, 7.30 and 10 p.m. There are two shows and you can go to heliumcomedy.com but get them now while you can. Dude, it is great to see you. Welcome back to Philadelphia. Good nice to see you guys again. Absolutely. Every time you see somebody... It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it is. All right, let's hear it for Ari yeah. Shapiro. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hey everyone, it's Kathy Romano. Spring is here. Now let's get that ponytail ready for the chopping block for Kathy's Cuts. We're supporting Wigs for Kids and helping children look themselves and live their lives. Donate your hair to Wigs for Kids on Monday, May 1st. Go to PrestonandSteve.com. Make sure you meet the new minimum requirement of 14 inches of hair. Then make an appointment to join us on May 1st. You'll receive a new short hairstyle by the amazing stylist at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler and Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Donors will also get refreshments from Duncan, a Kathy's Cuts t-shirt, and a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. Don't wait. Go to PrestonandSteve.com to sign up. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. Ray Coop with the best of this morning and this edition of the B-File brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal. Veteran-owned. Visit jdog.com. Teenage worker was hurt after being shot in the head following a dispute with a customer at a fast food restaurant in Fix. The incident happened at a Wendy's around 8 p.m. The customer reportedly walked up to the drive-thru window Pulled out a handgun and fired into the drive-thru window, hitting the victim working inside the store. The victim was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Is identified as 16-year-old Brian Durham Jr. And apparently, it was because he couldn't get barbecue sauce. So he walks up to the drive-thru window and shoots the guy. Yes. Whoa. Uh, the suspect, who was taken into custody on Friday, is 27-year-old uh, Theotis Polk. I'm going to have to try that Wendy's barbecue sauce. Uh, Durham Jr.'s father, Brian Jr., Jr. Brian Durham Sr., uh, said just moments earlier the victim was at the cash register as his co-workers and the suspect argued over the lack of barbecue sauce. Oh, my God. He was in the middle, and that other guy's right there, and he said, hey, let me get some extra barbecue sauce, and it became a confrontation. And somebody actually got shot over some barbecue sauce. That was the confrontation. He said, my son just stayed quiet, had the guy's change in his hand, just stayed quiet while the other two were in confrontation. And uh, this kid ended up being the only one that got shot. That's a horrible Uh, story. Terrible, but hopefully he is going to... uh, to survive this. It should, should be a life-risking job to work at a fast food place. Yep. 
Uh, this is pretty wild in uh, Michigan. A driver did a Dukes of Hazard style jump over a freeway bridge Thursday evening. The 25-year-old Kalamazoo man was driving south on US 131 when he left the freeway, and it was an embankment, okay? And, it, dude, it went, like, almost vertical. Oh, that's pretty wild. This embankment, and I saw the tracks and the aftermath, and I saw a video of it later, and obviously those things never land like no, you think no, they no. do on the TV no. shows. But it looked like, I mean, you would have just sailed on this A thing. good example of that is if you look at the outtakes for Starsky and Hush. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, 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 the car bottoms out and gets destroyed. They buckle part yeah. of it, yeah. So uh, he drove up the embankment, went airborne, and hit a road sign before landing on the other side of the bridge. We're looking at video. Of, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, look at that. It was as steep as you can get. And, of course, the car is trash. The man was taken to the hospital for a medical evaluation and a blood draw after troopers saw signs that he was intoxicated. He had injuries that are not considered to be life-threatening. Uh, the tracks start near the exit ramp, go up the embankment before the car is seen on its side on the other side of the bridge. Charges related to driving while intoxicated will be requested. Do you remember that that uh, stunt they did for Hooper with the uh, they jumped the bridge, Preston? That that. Burt Reynolds movie. The main one I remember was was where the silos fell down and they they just barely missed hitting the cars. But yeah, there's some great stunts in that movie. Uh, A young South Dakota woman has admitted that she just wanted, quote, a break from her husband when she faked her own kidnapping. (laughs) Last February, the woman's husband received a panicked call from his wife, a 22-year-old Domino's pizza delivery driver who claimed that she had been snatched by armed suspects who were demanding money. Husband said he heard pounding before the line disconnected and he got a string of texts demanding cash. As outlined in court documents, a fellow Domino's worker then began receiving ransom texts that said, Call the cops and she's hurt. Get the money and she leaves without harm. The noise just raised the bar. <laughs> An unknown number that uh, pinged the concerned hubby with the text reading, I don't have the long love. Wait, I don't have that long. I love you. Please help. Investigators tracked the numbers. Found the woman with another man in a neighboring town. Uh-huh. Though she initially claimed that she was a victim, prosecutors say she later admitted to hatching the plan to get a breather from her husband. I don't have long, 30 minutes or less. Uh, she was charged with attempted grand theft and will be arraigned on the 26th. Mm. There's another faking. A Rhode Island man faked his death to evade sexual assault charges before he was found alive, suffering from COVID-19, and arrested in Scotland. <laughs> so this guy's from Rhode Island, faked his death, went to Scotland, got COVID, and got found out. Nicholas Rossi, who also goes by the aliases Nicholas Alverdane and Nicholas Alverdane Rossi, was wanted in connection with allegations of sexual assault in Utah in 2008 and an attack in Ohio in 2018. He was arrested using another alias, Arthur Knight, at a hospital in Glasgow and is being watched by police. The Utah County attorney, David O. Levitt, said that he had, uh, that had Rossi not contracted COVID and needed medical care, he would still probably be living off of the grid successfully. Mm-hmm. Rossi fled the country to avoid prosecution and attempted to lead investigators in state legislatures and other states to believe that he was deceased according to Utah prosecutors. A Rhode Island lawyer who had previously represented Rossi said Thursday that uh, when he was informed that Rossi was reported to have died in 2020, he didn't completely buy it. He said, I'm not going to lie to you. Part of me found it a bit suspicious, according to Jeffrey Pine, who was a Rhode Island attorney general. 
Uh, Pine represented Rossi in 2018 and 2019 on a charge that he had failed to properly register as a sex offender because of a previous out-of-state sex crime uh, conviction. Uh-huh. He said, I found the circumstances a little suspicious. Uh, but on the other hand, I accepted what his wife told me. I mean, I don't want to insult someone by saying that they're not dead, so I accepted it at face value. Is it amazing, though, that they were able to pull all of that together and yeah. find him? Yep. In Scotland. In Scotland. All right, time for one more story, and uh, it's a follow-up. A Texas judge ruled Thursday there was no probable cause against a mother who allegedly put her son in the trunk of a car to avoid being exposed to COVID-19, but the case might not quite be over yet. Sarah Beam was charged with endangering a child after she allegedly placed her 13-year-old son who had COVID-19 in the trunk to avoid being exposed while she went to a testing site. The mother told investigators that, or the authorities, that she wanted to prevent exposure to the virus while driving her son to the site for an additional testing. Judge Chris Morton ruled Thursday there was no probable cause for the charge. The district attorney said that they will continue to review the evidence and might take the cause to a grand jury to see whether there is an appropriate charge or not. It's kind of weird because uh, Michael Jackson used to put a boy in his trunk in case (laughs) he got, you know, into a tough situation. Right. And he a never blanket, some candy bars, and, yeah. a, and a boy. All right, there you go. That's the bizarre file for you. Stay with us. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, as you're driving and traversing that traffic, you may see somebody pulled over on the side road. You never know. It happens. Uh, I saw somebody pull over yesterday. Didn't know what for, but... Kathy might know what for. <laughs> well, I don't know. So I I was driving uh, yesterday, and I told you guys, I think that I did something that got somebody else pulled over. Although, mm. there was, I had no other choice. So it was a tractor trailer. I felt so bad, too. Like, when I was driving by, I kind of looked at the driver like... Sorry if that was my fault. Um, so I was on the... Did you had, do the horn thing, too? No, I didn't do that. No, he was probably like, damn it, like, I'm getting yeah. pulled over. So I was on the Schuylkill Expressway, uh, merging onto the Blue Route, right? And you know that merge there, there's people coming. It's horrible. Yeah, it's... And, Every which way. Right, exactly. Which way are you going on the Blue Route and which I, way to the... I was coming from work, so I was, so I was going okay. from... Okay. Um, yep. Southbound Blue Route to... Uh, Eastbound. No, 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 no. I was, I was getting off of the Schuylkill Expressway. I was going home, so oh, getting going off home. the Schuylkill Expressway right. Right, so and getting north on the Blue Westbound route. to north. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, so I, so we yeah. were merging on, and and he, uh, he was in front of me. I, I was behind him, and and I think you guys have said this before. I, I, I don't think this, but I, I think a lot of people say that I drive a little too close to the car in front of me. So I think I was probably a little too close. You tailgate is the technical. I've to seen the, her do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You've and I and you've said that to me before, and mm-hmm. a couple other people have said it to me too. And and I am just like, well, that's you know, it's how I drive. I didn't realize I was driving so close. So anyway, um, I hate slamming on my brakes. It, it sends everything flying in the car. It's not safe. <laughs> it messes up your car. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. You had things flying around in the car. I thought your car was meticulous. 
Well, like coming home from work? No, I have like my my bag, bag, my purse, my you know, like on yeah. my front seat, whatever. Um, and I just don't like it because then the car is behind me. They got to slam on the brakes anyway. Yeah. So we're, we're at this, <clears throat> you know, confusing merge and he, the, the truck hit his brakes. Oh. He slowed down. Um, and so I didn't want to slam on my brakes. So I, I you know, hit them hard enough to, to obviously slow myself down. And as I was getting closer and closer to the truck, I was like, I'm not going to make it. I need to slam on my brakes. So then I slammed on my brakes. And then, of course, it was a chain reaction behind me as well. So he had to hit, hit his brakes. What I found out later after I passed him was that there was a cop at, you know, they, they have those spots where they sit right there. Oh, on right, Blue Road. Right, right. And so I, I think he saw the cop and he hit his brakes. And I don't know why, because we weren't speeding. We were merging. So he wasn't going that fast, but he tapped his brakes hard enough that made me slam on my brakes. And then the chain reaction behind me. And then I see the cop pull out and I'm like, oh no. And I thought he was going to pull me over because I thought I was going, you know, I, I shouldn't have been tailgating. I shouldn't have been, you know, up on him as close as I was. And uh, no, he went past me and he he pulled behind the truck and pulled the tractor trailer over. And, and I kind of oh, felt man. bad because I thought had I oh, not... Oh, it was a tractor trailer. It was a tractor trailer. So you, you oh, not okay. started the obvious chain like, reaction. Had I not been driving so close to him and like had to slam on my brakes like that, maybe he wouldn't have gotten pulled over. So was he... I, I don't know that uh, that doesn't sound like something they would pull over. Well, that's so I was having this conversation. I was having this conversation with somebody. And they were like, "No, maybe he was missing a flap on the tire or this or that." Yeah. And I'm like, "There would what other? I, I don't know any other reason. The guy didn't do anything wrong other than he stopped short because he saw the cop." Well, so were you? Would you say at the time that this happened, were you traveling dramatically in excess of the speed limit? No, because we had just merged. Okay, we were, so we had slowed slow. so down. They, right, so the, the, there's a point. I don't think... Well, maybe, maybe there's maybe there's a speed limit on that off-ramp, that the sign that you've never really noticed maybe. before. And uh, maybe, by the way, I know this is a shock to you, what? but uh, a few people on the text messages are saying... Don't tailgate. Right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Slam well, your brake. That's well, not that, true either. That's what but. I said. But that's what I said. What? It was my fault. I was driving yeah. a little too close to him, and had I not been, I wouldn't have yeah. had to slam on my brakes. Yeah, I, I mean, just generally speaking, um, you can slam on your brakes, not be a tailgater, like. Do you, you know what I mean? No, like, no, no, but, yeah, they're, but they're saying in this, in this instance, case, yeah. he, he, he had to hit. That's why you're not supposed to tail. Yeah. Right. Is because the car in front of you, someone for whatever reason that you can't see, they might have to brake rapidly. <clears throat> and if you're right on their ass. No, I know. I don't know exactly right. Then you got a problem. What's that? I said I don't know why I'm defending Kathy Listen, and, and it's interesting, <laughs> Kathy, because my sister drives like you do and, and uh, as far as driving close. And she is not doing it. To push the person no, in front no, of her to go faster. Either. She just drives that close. Mm -hmm. Drives me insane. I hate and it. Like, I there's even, no point for you to be doing this. And I, didn't, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Like, Doesn't to me, your I, that's proximity lurk off on the car? No, I, listen. I am not on somebody's bumper. That's why I found it odd when Preston had said that to me. Like, I didn't even realize that I was driving close. I didn't think I was driving you close. You don't get like a red, so do you have a hesitation? Steve, thing? I'm not driving that close. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm right. not that close so then, to the car. I'm not I'm not telling right. them where if they step on the brakes, I'm going to crash into them. I had enough time to stop, you know, with this truck, but I, you know, I had to, I did have to pump the brakes. Okay, so let me ask you, and the old, <laughs> the old formula is, 
uh, one car length for every ten miles of speed you're traveling. Right. Right. So, were you? Would you? If you're, would you say you were following that? No, because okay. Okay. because if I put my, um, I have my the cruise control. If I put cruise control on when I'm on the highway, right. I'm like this thing keeps me so far away from the yep. car in front of me. You don't like it. So no, I was not. I certainly wasn't. I don't doing know if that. it's a vision thing or not. Because uh, I dated a girl in college who did the same thing, and she. You know, didn't have great vision, uh, and and at that time I had twenty twenty, and now I know you know the difference. Between- I don't. Know. I also hug the um, right side. So if I, if I'm in the left lane, I hug that um, right lane line, and same if I'm in the the right lane. So if you're in the I fast hug, lane, I hug the shoulder. You're hugging the middle. Yeah. You know, that see that people, I don't like I, that either. Yeah. yeah. I get people who honk at me, and I know yeah. exactly why. And I'm like, oh. Sorry. Jeez. Um, quick question, Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have lane assist? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I, I don't go over, but okay. I, but I know that in the lane, in both lanes, no matter where right. I'm traveling, I'm over to the right as right. far as I can go. Uh, I have never gotten somebody pulled over, but I have definitely caused somebody to get into a car accident. And, that, and not necessarily my fault, but I saw it happen where somebody was trying to merge onto 320. There's this weird intersection of 320 and, and Route 1. And you rolled out a speed strip. And I rolled out a speed strip. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, essentially, you know, this person was 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 trying to merge right. onto 320. They did not have the right of way. I did have the right of way. I didn't back down, and then that person ended up. They had to slam on their brakes, which again wasn't my fault. But then they ended up getting rear-ended, and I watched the whole thing happen. And so, essentially, it was my fault, but it was really their own fault. Right. You know what I mean? Kathy, and also people are texting in about this, specifically about uh, tractor trailers and why you shouldn't be as yeah. close to them because they have no rear-view mirror. They only have side-view right, mirrors. Right. And if you can't see their mirror, they cannot see you. And yeah, that's yeah. always... So if, you, if you're back a little bit, it, just make sure that you can see their mirrors, because otherwise... They might slam on the brakes or they might make some kind of move that you're not aware of, and, and it could be really dangerous. A lot of trucks will have that, what he just said, posted on the back. Remember, if you can't yeah, see, yeah, yeah. they can't see you. I yeah. just felt bad because I really think there was, he, the guy didn't do anything else. Like, there, what else? Unless he did something back on the Schuylkill Expressway and another cop saw him and called to this cop, but like, the, he, we had just mm-hmm. passed him. Do you think tailgating is the, your worst quality as a driver? I don't have any real bad qualities, but um, <laughs> as a driver, uh, as a driver, um, I guess I don't even know. I don't. Are even you a see it foot? As a bad thing. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, she right. drives fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've been behind. <laughs> she drives you. fast. Yeah. She hugs the center. <laughs> Tailgates. <laughs> I ask because I, I have a lead foot, and and I've tried to uh, remove some of the lead from my foot over the last few years. I, Steve, I, I've taken some of your lessons, and like because I know you, yeah. we've all had road rages. Oh yes, you've it's talked about some of your legendary ones in the past. Yes, and I try to compartmentalize, it, and I think yeah. I've gotten better over the last uh, six or seven years or whatever. And I've deliberately started to slow down. Um, but I still, I know it's in, in a, uh, so I think my worst quality as a driver is I drive too fast. Yeah, okay. I had you, I remember driving, we were on our way to a gig and you came blowing by me in your Mini Cooper. I remember this. Yeah. And, and honestly, that, like, that was one of the issues where I was like, you know what, Casey's right. Yeah. And I need to slow the F down. And so I tried to be more cognizant of it. I I hate tailgaters, Kathy. I, I can't stand tailgaters. <laughs> and if you ever tailgated me, I'd find myself but getting I, tense and angry. I think it's uh, it might be a misrepresentation of using the word tailgate because what you're it's thinking not. is, but what you're thinking is, if you step on your brakes, like this person's going to hit you. That's how close they are. I'm yeah. not that close. So let, let, let's stop and think. Just I've a been quick in the car with you. So do you think you think <laughs> I drive close then to yes. the? Oh, okay. Yeah. All when right, when you right. drive me to work in the morning, there are there are moments where I'm like. 
I'm a little nervous. Oh, all right. Okay. So, Preston, you she's know just this. pissed she's got to drive you into work <laughs> on this thing. I mean, she's driving angry at that point. Don't drive angry. I think a lot of people don't realize how little time they'll have to react. Oh, yeah. So they say, I have more than enough space between me and the car in front of me. How little time you'll have to react if something goes down. So you think... Okay, this is a nice buffer. It seldom is. So on my car, there's, uh, you know, the heads-up display pops up, and there'll be a red notification that'll just say, you have now entered the realm of of close proximity. in the red zone. I tried. I I really am pretty good at staying out of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's something like... My brakes pump. Like, yes. if I get too close, my car will actually slow itself down. Right, Mm -hmm. and you ignore it. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm not... You hit the nitro. I'm not that close to them that that's happening. Right. Uh, let me go, hang on, I got Barbara on the line uh, who has cautionary tale. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Uh, good morning. Hey, what's up, Barbara? I was driving, this was a few years ago, and I had gotten sued because of it. I was actually listening to you guys <laughs> oh. in the early <laughs> days, and I laughed so hard that I hit the gentleman in front of me, then that he proceeded to hit the woman in front of him. There was, like, literally no damage at all mm-hmm. and but yet i was sued for ten thousand dollars from the woman because quote i exasperated her bad back okay and when we went to, uh for the depositions mm-hmm. she tried to claim hiring a housekeeper because her family wouldn't help her well I mean, that's bad right. is this about your traffic problem or these legal issues that came after <laughs> She's are looking you, for a lawyer. Yeah. Are, are you are, are you a tailgater, Barbara? I I literally was, and I stopped doing it a while ago. I almost you were saying about the um, about the the driver assist. Yes. Right. When we had those torrential rains about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was I work I live in Northeast Philadelphia, and I drive to East Norton every day. It takes me about an hour and twenty minutes to get there, and. I was, I hydroplaned because I must have hit a puddle and I was flying and the thing said break, 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 break. And I think I came literally within less than like maybe eight inches of totaling my RAV. There you go. Okay. You got to be careful, Barbara. I'm driving now. There's like 12 feet between me and the car. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Keep it that way. Yeah. Stay safe. You know, something that my mom told me that I do try to do is, um, especially if you're in traffic, but if you're supposed to be somewhere and you're looking at the clock and it's just not going to happen, like you just have to accept it. You can't then drive. And and I've done that and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be late. Like it is what it is. Just take a breath and you'll get there when you get there. The amount of time that you will probably save by really pushing it hard is nominal. Yeah, like it's a minute, <laughs> two minutes, something like that. It's really not worth it. Before we go on real quick, because she said she she got in that accident while listening to our show. Right. What did we used to call it when people... Uh, oh, uh, Jerkman's Comp. Yeah. Jerkman's Comp. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And we would give out a t-shirt or something I like, like that. that. We'll bring got, it back. If you got injured or in an accident while Jerkman's listening to our comp. show, we'll work on that. We need we need an official shirt or something for that. With, with, so, yeah, the, 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 whole, the whole notion of... Um, uh, again, perception of of your speed as of, as far as being able to control the vehicle and slow down. You're talking in a, in a rainy water condition, like Barbara was saying, and hydroplaning. You know, you've got to, you've got to then take that and double it back. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen it get. You know, I see it get away from people a lot because I take it every day. Lincoln Drive. Lincoln oh Drive, all the swervy <laughs> stuff. People don't it's know like what that was doing. Hey, oh my God, it's um, a disaster. Hang on here. Here's a tag. It says uh, if you guys think that uh, Kathy rides the ass of the car in front of her, 
Just wait till you ride with Connor. Oh, really? Says, it sounds like none of you have ridden in a car with Moose. <laughs> Kathy did, but it's she was like, driving. Yeah. yeah, I was driving. He was yeah. right. Like, God, this girl is so far back. <laughs> Connor, you're uh, you're bad about that. Admittedly. He has no idea. He I, was I, on I, the phone when you were reading that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm curious because uh, you, you really you shouldn't do it. I hate it. It, it gets me mad. It, it makes it, me angry when people do it. Uh, Connor is uh, is now in here. <laughs> what Connor, did, what did I do? Oh, uh, yeah. So somebody texted in. I don't know who it was and says, if you think Kathy rides uh, the ass of cars in front of them, you should ride with Moose sometimes. No, I <laughs> am an aggressive. Defensive driver. Okay. So defensive. Fast. Yeah. All right. Because I got places to go. Right. I got places to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I know what's happening around me. All right. Okay. I know who's coming up behind me, who's yeah. on my right, who's on my left, who's coming at me. I see all that. How many, well, seeing it, okay, and processing it, and would you say you are a safe driver? Yes. Okay. But uh, do you ride on someone's ass? Do you get up close to them? If you're slow. <laughs> <laughs> the left lane is the fast lane for the reason. Uh, uh, that's true. He if if they are, if they're hogging the lane and being stupid about it, and you're trying to send a little bit of a message, I can see that. But, but, in their defense, if they're doing the speed limit or over it. I don't, I don't get mad at that. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, that's right. I don't either. I try to, if, if, if I pull up on someone and they are at least doing the speed limit maybe 5, 10 miles and over or something like that, then I, I have no real reason to get up on their ass. So, Connor, will you will you give them a speed-up bumper tap if you have to? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I don't flash the lights. I don't honk the horn. Right. Okay. If you're going the speed limit, I, I don't get that. Much. I despise but having someone way. hanging on my ass, especially when I'm doing... Over, you know, I'm doing 10 miles over the speed limit or whatever, and I'm with the flow of traffic. Like, in other words, everything around me is, is, is traveling at about the same rate, and someone hangs on your ass? Can't stand it. Hey, here's a text I love. It says, there are two types of tailgaters. Uh, the a-hole tailgater who knows they're doing it and is just an a-hole, or... The clueless, which is Kathy, right. <laughs> and both are infuriating. So there you go. That, that's that's like my sister. I think she's the clueless. I don't yeah. think she realizes that what she's doing is really dangerous, and also uh, can irritate the person who's getting ridden upon. I have perfected the art of movie driving. If someone is tailgating <laughs> me, where I can just drive and looking at the rearview mirror. And stay on. It's dangerous, I know, but I will lock on someone, like, back the F up. But then you got to wonder if the if the shading is right with the sun and they can't see your mirror at all. Because sometimes you can't, depending on where the sun right, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, am I point. wasting this stare on right, that? Right, because I got a good one going. I'd yeah. hate to blow it. Well, yeah, so maybe look out through your, your side view mirror as well. Because that's, that's the other one where there is no shading. Right, right, right. Maybe. I don't know if I've driven or been a passenger in... With Preston, I definitely have. Steve, I don't know if I've ever been a passenger mm. in your car. Kathy, definitely not. No? No, I don't think Do so. Do you want to go then, for a ride later? Yeah, sure, no. <laughs> uh, and then, you yeah, want to go to the car wash? We've been in the car together, um, but I can't remember when. I, we've done it definitely down the shore. Uh, there was a stretch where... Uh, I drove your car down the shore. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had so many injuries over the years that you guys have all had to give me a ride. So. <laughs> Except for me, I'm always the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, here's somebody who thinks they may have gotten someone else pulled over, like Kathy feels that she did. I'm going to go to Pat. Hey, Pat, morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Hey, uh, so this was a couple years ago uh, with my ex-girlfriend. We were driving down to Cape May. We were on 55 South. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she was just sleeping in the passenger seat, and I looked down. I didn't realize I was doing 90 miles an hour in the <laughs> left lane. Yeah. And I 
slowed down because I saw a cop, and I got right in front. We were driving a black Jeep and got right in front of another black Jeep, and the cop pulled out and pulled over that black Jeep. You basically did three-card Monty with Jeeps. Yes, that's what you did. Yep. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Uh, Although, Kathy, hang on a second. People um, want to point this out about the guy driving the truck. I'm going to go to Sean, who is a truck driver. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey. Hey, buddy. All right. So what, what's your take on uh, on Kathy and her possibly getting this other, uh, this truck driver pulled over? Uh, there's a good chance she, the truck driver just got pulled over for a random DOT truck inspection. Uh, and d- does that happen fairly often, uh, um, Sean? What's that? Does that happen fairly often? Is that a regular thing? Uh, yeah, it just get pulled over by a uh, state trooper or something. And they, there's like different levels. They can do it just to make sure you have your license or your medical card, or they can get onto the truck and check the brakes. So, so I'm wondering, but, but could he? Maybe he got pulled over, and that's what they use as the reason. But like the fact that he stopped, you know, stopped short right when he saw the cop. Like I feel like that that didn't help his chances. Well, wait, well, to, to that point, and Sean, if if you're traveling along and you're traveling, say at 65 and the speed limit's 55, and you you drop down your speed. At the point of being near or seeing a cop, that's not illegal. You're and you're still within, right? I mean, you're you're simply yeah, right. I, mean, I don't see you know the speeding part's illegal. Down. Yeah, right. I, I don't see tapping your brakes. Yeah, uh, unless they see it as as you were brake checking the person behind you, right? You know, doing right. something on purpose, but which Kathy have made it appear like he was doing. Yeah, I don't think no, that was... Uh, all right, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. <laughs> She's like the road warrior. Uh, I know. Everybody would tell the story to They're like, you did not get that guy pulled over. I just don't know any other reason he would have been pulled over. It'd be hard to put that all together quickly. Let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, John? I'm stuck in traffic behind the tractor trailer, which I want to talk to you about, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Would I don't you... know if you do this, Kathy. However, are you one of those people that slows down when you pass the tractor trailer? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but that is my mother. My mother. My mom will stop like halfway through, and she's like, I can't do it. I can't make it. Oh, I hate <laughs> this. Are you oh, serious? Just God. go. Yeah. You're not swerving. Just pass On, on a multiple lane highway? Oh, she, my mom won't, oh, go, won't drive over a bridge. She won't pass a tractor trailer. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Thank you, John, by the way. You know what I can't stand? People who don't realize it, even though the road is turning, yeah. you can still change lanes. Yeah. While you're making that turn, there are some people that are you, you can tell are afraid to change lanes unless you're on a straight. You know where it happens? Get it. Almost every day, Conchock and Curve. Absolutely, oh, yeah. I yeah. think that's the source of the yeah. of the, the the standard traffic jams in that area. That's what it has to be. Yeah. It's simply a, a grade of a turn. And and people can't get from one lane to another because they have this fear of switching lanes so, yeah. the, while they're turning. The snakiness of it on Lincoln and Kelly Drive. Oh, my God. And you can still change lanes, you said, on sure. a curve. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what else kills me? People change lanes in the middle of an intersection. You yeah, that's illegal. That's yeah. illegal, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that for the longest yeah. time. Yeah. You know what movie taught me that? What? Uh, liar, Liar, when he gets pulled <laughs> over and he admits everything that he did. Right, right, right. I'm like, you can't change <laughs> lanes in an it's so big, <laughs> you know? Uh, let me go to uh, Heather. Hi, Heather. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, you, Heather. What's up? 
Hey, um, so when I lived in Velco, and Casey would know this area, I lived in Wallingford. The boyfriend lived in Oxford. So I would have to drive the Oxford-Kennet bypass um, whenever I wanted to, you know, see the boyfriend. And there was this little Honda import around Longwood Fire um, Company. And he was in and out, weaving, weaving. And I'm like, screw this. I'm getting away from this a-hole. So he thought because I was in a black Monte Carlo that I was trying to race him. And I ended up trying to, I don't want to say slow down, but he was on my ass. And then I had this lifted big-ass truck on the right. So I couldn't even get out of the left lane. I had a lead foot. I had a lead foot. I'm going way too fast as it is. And whoever is listening and has been in my car, they know how I drive. So, Kathy, I understand your whole, you know, thing. So what happened was I had to tap my brakes, and the guy who was tailgating me in the little import, he got rear-ended by someone. And I pulled over, and I called the cops immediately, and I said, I think I just caused an accident. And I went to the barracks, and, you know, whoever I talked to, they took my information, and I haven't been contacted. But I was shaking. They didn't see you, Heather, as being responsible then. At least to this point, they haven't seen you as being responsible for that accident. Correct. All right. And it was kind of like when you go on Reddit and you see, like, idiots in cars, justice served. It was kind of justice served, but I felt so bad. I couldn't get over. And it is like a NASCAR race around, I don't know, 3 to, like, 6.30 on that bypass. And it is insane. So this conversation is just like, oh, my God, yes, people (laughs) afraid to pass a tractor trailer. It's like, come on, people, just stay in the right lane. Go 40 miles an hour. I'll go around you. Yeah, it's a standard, standard aspect of driving that a lot of people aren't aware of. Thanks, Heather. One of the the concepts that I can't wrap my mind, I can't stand tailgaters as it is, but when, when it's... When there is traffic in all lanes, and we're all do- in this together, and we're all oh, going yeah. the same speed, and and the person gets up on your ass as if there is anywhere else to, to go. go. Yeah. I'm, I can't go anywhere, man. Yeah. Back <laughs> off. How are you going to bend the laws of physics here? How are you going? How are you going to get any- as if you're going to chip away at this big block of traffic and work your... Where yeah. do you have to go? And at the end of it all, we're going to Mr. President, up, where are you yeah. going? You're going to end up where we're going, like, yeah. 20 seconds before me, maybe? And you, and you see them right at the light at the intersection. Yeah. All their hard work and dangerous yeah, driving I, I, has I, not paid off. I get over, I go, you good now? You got one car ahead. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, hang on, this is an interesting tip uh, for those uh, who deal with tailgaters. It's uh, Gary. Hi, Gary. Good morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, Good. morning to you. Good morning to you, Gary. Appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, bud? (laughs) So, tailgaters, I don't know, people that tailgate, I'm not sure if they know that they're they're putting their lives at risk. Because people with rage, especially against tailgaters literally want to hurt other people. That no, we've talked about it. There, 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 there are countless <laughs> right. stories of this actually happening. Right. I have a bat in my car. I have literally stopped inside, uh, oh, stopped in the road to, blo- to block a tailgater, blocked both lanes, gotten out of my car. It just infuriates me. So Okay, well, this isn't the tip that I thought you were going to pass yeah, along with the yeah. breaking out no, the bat. He's saying no, attack no, the no, person no. behind you. Oh, so, yeah. yes, <laughs> with a bat. If you beat their car, <laughs> they'll back off. No, what was your more practical and legal tip, Gary? <laughs> I simply, to get over my rage with tailgaters, yeah. and it's very effective, 
I simply just put my hazards on and act like I'm going to swerve over to the side of the road like something's wrong with All my right. car. Okay, it that's good. Every time. Or you hang your gat out the window and start shooting backwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Gary. Try to try you to settle on the range there, bud. Appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, I've been using the phrase get out of your head, and that's what you do. You get out of your head in that moment. You you're not nothing's going to happen. You're going to get where you need to get. Like the whole notion, this this is actually tangential to the person who, instead of just, okay, I missed the exit, I'm going to go down to the next exit and, and come back around. And just, uh, this is what I'm doing. Right. The person who will then back up or back down an on-ramp or all that crap, oh you know, just... Just deal with it. <laughs> Let it a, happen. There's a, uh, a target over here where people. The problem with the, with the target on on City Line Avenue is that a lot of people think that it is a, an on ramp to uh, 76. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's built into the garage, and, and they oh, and they right. turn into the garage, and yeah. then they start to back out. Yeah, what the hell? And I'm like, down <laughs> and up ramp. Yeah. Yes. I hate that. It's an awful that. situation <laughs> over there, though. They could have done that a little oh, better. Yeah. They, have, they have stores. They have stores that no one has ever on earth has ever seen. That, that They just sit there. These restaurants that keep coming in and going out because no one goes to them. They, like, they just sit there. Like, yeah. That place pot oh, bellies. Yeah. Oh, I love pot yeah, bellies. Yeah, I love you, yeah, but it just sat there well, because just, yeah, no yeah. one get, goes there. Well, yeah, Chipotle's uh, been the, the mainstay there. Yeah. Chipotle's the only thing that's uh, the Chipotle that's survived. And, and Target are the only things that have uh, survived there. But uh, yeah, it's like it, no man's land. It's such, such a no man's land yeah. that uh, Greg Scrotta used to go over there to nap in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> well, <laughs> former, also that par- former salesman. Yeah. That parking garage is only one level, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one yeah. level. Uh, you, well, Target's above you. Yeah. Oh, it's, Target's it's, above it's, you. It's underneath uh, Target. It would be pro- so problematic right. to start parking within the Target. Yeah, inside the Target. But you can, can you get to Target from that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's steps. You go steps. Ah, wow, okay. there's a Target fact you didn't know? Yeah, right? Well, I, yeah, I always go to the front of that Target and park. Mm-mm, you can park in the garage and go straight up the steps. But I don't want to go over near that garage because you can only go in <laughs> one way. You can't leave. And mm-hmm. It's uh, poorly designed. Yeah. It definitely doesn't help. All right. Listen, uh, we got a few things to stay on time for. Yes. Uh, we, uh, so we're going to have to take a break. But thank you for your calls. I appreciate it. Kathy, Stop those things. tailgating. Yeah, come on. <laughs> God. Uh, but, but people are pointing out, uh, again, that there are a number of reasons why that truck could have been pulled over. Okay. Most likely it wasn't you that right. caused him to get pulled over. You were just a small I part. still felt bad yet. <laughs> but back the hell off, Kath. Come on. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a moment. Stay put. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I saw this article on BuzzFeed. It was a, a Reddit thread that they did some highlights from, and it's pretty wild. So this is the other direction. So the headline of this is, married people have revealed the darkest secrets they've been keeping from their spouses for years. And I was like, okay, I'll take I'll take a look at this. Right. And as I started to read it, I'm like, whoa, okay, this isn't just little stuff. These right. Are, these are some. This, this isn't the uh, I I uh, I I keep some money for me and I buy stuff that I like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Like I oh I bought a motorcycle and I keep it in a garage across town. So some of these relationships have ended, and therefore these people don't mind revealing. Right. What, what you wonder they hid from their spouses for so long. So I'm going to give you some examples. And listen, if you want to, you want to clear the air a little bit. Oh, yeah. To, or you want to share something, maybe a relationship that ended. But but it's married couples. All we, right? we have a voice changer. Now, to your ear, if you call in, it may sound exactly like you. <laughs> oh, stop. But have every confidence. Yeah. Yeah. 
that it is. No, we don't have a. We don't have a waste. But we, you can you can always be anonymous when you call it. All right. So how about this one? The first one leads off and says, uh, "This is a secret they hid from their spouse for years, and it is." I regretted getting married. I never wanted it, and I feel like she pressured me into it. Oh, wow. I bet you that's, um, I want to say common, but happens more often than you would think, where you, the pressure of everything, of everybody, oh, you're getting married, and the, 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 the whole, you know, the ceremony and everything and the planning takes over, and before you know it, you're doing something you don't want to do. And I bet you it comes back, like, after, if the marriage fails, you know, like they yeah. think back and they're like, I didn't want that anyway. Right, right. And there are some people who you get in a relationship and one or the other will be like, when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? Right. When are we going to get married? And the other person's like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? And and eventually they get nudged into it. Probably you shouldn't have to nudge someone into getting That's like married. A, right. a reverse rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> we should never have been together. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. It says, I'm afraid to tell my husband that before we met and got married, I was hooking up with a married man. Oh. Uh, she said, it happened at a time when I wasn't in a good place. I know it's bad what I did. Even if my husband is not judgmental at all and doesn't care about past behaviors, I'm afraid that he see me differently so she didn't want she doesn't want to tell him oh yeah i have, I don't know if she eventually told him or not we haven't really talked about it in years but um yeah i have a friend who didn't want to t- who never told her husband who uh she was with prior to he was um like you know he was well known so she didn't want to tell was him oj <laughs> no but she didn't want to tell him i don't know if she if she ever did if they ever had that conversation or not but i mean they got married and he didn't know that she had had an affair with a married no man. it wasn't an affair it, it was just a well-known person that she um um, oh, can you write okay. down a well, well-known person? Yeah, sure. And why, why not? Like, I mean, what's who yeah. cares? Well, wait, know? hold on. Let me back up. He was married. The well-known person was married. Okay. So oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, just wrote yeah, it. Yeah. Ted Koppel. Okay. So he was not <laughs> only yeah. not only married, but famous as well. Yeah, it was Ted Koppel. Okay. You, you guys know. know. You guys. Was she I, married? I know who yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's oh, not say anything else. All right. That's it. The booty call person, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember that. And in fact, the person was very famous. All right. Here's very athletic. Listen to this. Okay. That's enough. The, uh, this is a, a deep, dark secret that someone kept from their spouse for years. They said that having children has made me hate him. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if it's because he's a bad dad? I don't know. Uh, hmm. Having children has made me hate him. Huh. What That's do you think would cause that? Harsh. Well, maybe what Casey said, that he's a bad father. Or he's such a damn good father that she feels inferior by comparison. It could be that, yeah, too. Yeah. You never know. Oh, my gosh. He's wonderful. Well, listen. Really? I, you know, listen my kids are, are grown and, and older. Like, my youngest is 12 right. right now. And I look back as like to when they were babies. And I wish it was different. I wish I was uh, better. better. But, you know, I'm yeah. sh- you're a great dad. No, listen, I'm, I'm a good dad, and, yeah. and I and I have done a lot. And we've talked about this in the past, Preston, where, like, weird things that people brag about. And yeah. there are guys out there where I've never changed the diaper. It's like, <laughs> oh, I know. That's an a-hole move. You're, yeah, like, yeah. you're a that's, dad. You're, no, you're, to, yeah. you're not being, being <laughs> super-duper masculine. Uh-huh. You're just being a dick yeah. to your wife. That's it. Um, yeah, Casey, listen. I think it's natural to yeah. feel that way. I feel that way. I would, there are some things which I absolutely would have been done differently. I don't have kids, and I feel that way. I was right. chatting with a with a new dad yesterday, and it's his uh, second relationship, second second marriage, and um and Casey, exactly to your point. So he's he's about our age now, uh-huh. and uh, oh, and, he's got a new baby. And he's got a new baby, a, a four month old, oh, and he, he's a very different, and he's 
much happier being a dad now than he was the first time around. Well, I, I yeah. feel the same way as you. I wish I could have been a different dad to, to Ben when he was a, a newborn. And yeah. I just there's nothing you can do about that, right? Yep. Except being a good dad now. But but I am a bit jealous of my friend that I was chatting with yesterday because like he gets to do it over again in in a different way with a different mindset. You could be a different dad now and just pretend you're Tony Stark. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I'll give it a shot. All right, here is another deep, dark secret someone has hidden from their spouse, and it is, I have two children she knows nothing about. Wow. He goes on to say, I got two girls pregnant in high school, and they both want nothing to do with me. That was over 20 years ago, and I've known my current wife for about seven years. One kid died in a car crash, and the other one I have no idea about. Wow. That's a secret to lug around. No question. And again, you know. All you got to do is watch daytime TV to realize that that's more common than you think. Mm. Uh, here's a text that we just got. It says, I got my ex-wife's sister pregnant, and she raised our kid for years before we got divorced, and the ex never found out about it. Wait, wait. Say that again? I know. I'm a little confused. I think that the sister raised the child, okay. and the ex never found out. Or, no, wait, hang on a second. Read yeah, it would have to be that way. Wait, wait, read it again. I got my ex-wife's sister pregnant. So his ex- and she and she raised our kid for years before we, I think, meaning his wife, got divorced. Ex oh, never okay. found out. Yeah, so the, 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 the ex never. So found the ex, the ex sister-in-law, is the, his baby mama exactly? And but she raised the, the child. She raised the child. I think he just worded this. Oh, right. she raised the child. Without him. Well, how would yeah. how would they have done that? Oh, by the way, you were pregnant and you didn't know it and you gave birth to this baby and it's ours, you know. And it, Is there a child you've been come to know that? <laughs> no, I think that I think that his the, the affair raised to the baby. The yes. affair. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so he so his wife never actually never found knew. Out about okay, got it. it, got and it got they're it. not together anymore. It's actually very okay. simple. You just should have told her. Yeah, right. All right, here's one that says I never told my wife that her mother tried to have sex with me. Oh, wow. He goes on to expand and say it was early in our marriage when we were living with her to save uh, money for our own place. Uh, her marriage of 28 years had ended badly and she was emotionally fragile. She was very drunk and was absolutely horrified at what she had done when she sobered up. I promised not to ever tell my wife and I never did. Tell me this doesn't look like liverwurst. <laughs> and says even when she and I were fighting near the end of our marriage... Uh, some things are too cruel to do, even yeah. when you're trying to hurt each other. There's some things that, and people sometimes have asked me about, should I, should I tell this? Or I said, and I, the, the advice sometimes you want to give is you're going to do it to make you feel better yeah. and you're going to really upset this person. So I, I think if you're going to do it, you got, you have to hold that pain in on yourself yeah. mm-hmm. because he, sometimes it's not. Oh, if we clear the air, it'll be better. Well, it might be better for you. Yeah. I mean, the the true thing you want to do is always be honest and try to tell everything. But sometimes you've effed up so badly, you know, and some people have told me some things. Friends of mine have come to me with this question. Right. I'm like, well, no, because it will end up hurting that person in ways you can't imagine. Yeah, there there are, you know, people in, in programs, they, they want to make amends, right? Right. And, and it, it is advised to only make amends when making amends doesn't injure other people. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about emotionally, mentally. You know, so you might want to make amends. To clear your own conscience, yeah. Kate. But if it's going to hurt somebody else, like just leave it to yourself. Like, yeah, go to a priest or right. you know a therapist or somebody. Talk to Kathy. Yeah, and talk to Kathy. <laughs> and who are you again? I can help. 
But have you ever thought about that? I, I call it the bullet and the gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you have, if you, you could say one thing that could absolutely just level somebody. Yeah. 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 And you, you know, you're not going to do it. Yeah. But it how many bullets you do you have what you yeah. say in life? Yeah. What's that? Uh, how many bullets would you say you're holding on to in life? Oh, there's just a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's not a good thing and, and would never It's too done. brutal. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, too, it's, it's, yeah. it's too inhuman. Yep. Uh, and not here, worth it. Listen to these texts. This one says, I slept with both my sister-in-laws while what? married. What? Well, they're very open. He says, he says divorce now, but that wasn't the reason. Mm. Dear God. Uh, you know, right, I, he slept with a father that really drove him over the top. Just this weekend, I, we had a conversation about, about that. Like, that's like the worst thing you could do like the, Sleep with the your, sister your, your, your wife's or yeah, your, like your sister, girlfriend's sister sister or, or like sister-in-law or brother-in-law like why Both ways though right that yeah, the sister yeah, yeah. would do it well, like why go there what why well you save on gas money it's your freaking sister <laughs> what about the mother-in-law uh can right. she watch here's <laughs> another one here's a text that says I never wanted kids and was stupid naive and uh married young and married young and was convinced otherwise. We had a baby, and thankfully, two years after she was born, he cheated on me and got her pregnant, so we divorced. And I'm getting my tubes taken out this year, so no one convinces me to have another child. Wow. Oh, That's like several layers of trauma, yeah. you know, for one yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Also, I wonder, not, listen, we know that instincts kick in, and you, oh, you're going to be a good mother, you're going to be a good dad. When Once it happens, you'll this switch will flip. But that doesn't always happen. Not always. Yeah. Well, not so always. some people don't want children, <clears throat> not because they don't like kids, but because you, there's like anxiety and worry that you, you know what I mean. Like you love this thing more than anything, and it's like I'm going to ruin it. Uh, well, well, not only that, but like, well, know, yeah, like, there's fear of, of do, yeah, doing yeah. a bad job yeah, for yeah. sure. Yes. I want to go to a call. I got Mike on the line. Wants to uh, mention something, a, a deep dark secret that he held on to. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Jabroni, what a cool word. It is a cool word. <laughs> Future of radio, Jabroni. Yeah. What's up, Mike? Uh, I had a massive gambling addiction for about 10 years. Um, I kept it a secret for my wife. I finally came clean last summer. Uh, when I came clean, it was a giant mess. Uh, I had to call the suicide hotline multiple times. Oh, God. It was no. awful. Yeah. I was in a really dark place. I'm, I'm thankfully, I got, I'm, I'm going to therapy, and I'm getting help through Gambling Anonymous now. Okay. Right. Now, now, question, Mike. So, so you told her uh, yeah. this is the, the the conversation we're having is something you held on to and never told your spouse about. You did. Obviously, it caused a big mess. Um, were you guys able to uh, just keep the relationship together? Um, we only have because of uh, other factors. I don't really want to come completely clean here, but okay. the uh, it it was. I probably would have kept doing it. I would have kept it a secret as long as I could. I only I had to come clean because we were out of money. It was literally oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I it literally was at the end. I was at the end of my rope, and it was awful. And you, and you would have you would have kept going, uh, just not not trying to fix the problem, not trying to stop. But continue uh, trying to chase the demon and, and win the money back and, exactly. and all that. Exactly. Yeah. Just thinking you could catch up. And yeah. I, I have to stop. I can't watch sports anymore because I just want to gamble on it. Wow. Well, Mike, I hope I hope this all is in your past, man. I hope yeah. things work out for you. Yeah. See, Cal, if you need it. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. It's good I, advice. Casey, I don't even get the. Oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> oh, hi, Mike. Uh, is That's that, your new catchphrase. Is oh, that hi, Mike. something we have? Uh, do we have that clip somewhere? <laughs> we do now. 
Uh, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Right, well, you, you say it all the time. I do. You, oh, <laughs> my God. Hey, can you isolate a high mic? So that'll be our new thing. <laughs> oh, my God. But is that like a clip from a movie? Or I, don't no, no, no. I don't remember. No. I, I, I remember there was, a, there was a movie with Alec Guinness called <gasps> Oh, Hi, Earl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good with movies, and yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mike. Sorry, so, Mike. Anyway. Alright, uh, here's another text that I had sex with twin sisters. I first dated the one sister, then we broke up, so I started to date her twin sister, and she got pregnant. Oh, no. Revenge factor. I don't oh, know what that my. means. So it was an old show okay. on NBC. Oh, he, yeah, he yeah. went over to the he went over to the the sister bec- to get revenge. I guess I, I don't really think know. this like really actually happened in real life. Uh, let oh, me... you'd be surprised. I know. Yeah. Uh, this one says uh, this is a, a secret being held back from the spouse. I love my husband and am so happy in our marriage, and I see it lasting for the rest of our lives. But my whole life, I've been able to cut ties with people without a second thought. I don't want to do it with my husband, but the fact that I wouldn't really be bothered if we did end up splitting up is troublesome. Wow. So they just have this innately in them. I'm so good at breaking up that I'm terrified that we'll break up. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she said, I've never had an issue ending relationships and moving on quickly, not jumping into another relationship, but just totally skipping being sad and lonely, if that makes sense. I haven't said that to him because I'm scared he will take it the wrong way. Okay. Well, I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> hey, I just put the turkey out for Thanksgiving. Guys, have a great meal. I'm out of here. Here's another one that they've, a secret they've held from their spouse, that I miss being single. Less responsibilities, less effort that you have to put into your home life, and you get the bed all to yourself. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I have the bed all to myself. I do too. You can work that out. Yeah, and and Claire and I, she takes care of stuff. I take care of stuff. It's it's wonderful. So I, I being single is terrifying to me. Mm, yeah, I don't like the idea either. I don't like it. I guess for some people, it's always grass is greener, right? Like yes. when, they're, when they're single, they want to be in a relationship. When they're in a relationship, they want to be single. Here's another text says, uh, wife and I are trying to have a baby. Don't have the heart to tell her I got a vasectomy in college because I never wanted kids. Oh, oh you're good. You have, to, you have to tell her. Yeah, yeah because you eventually to. you're gonna, she's going to want to go to like uh, fertility. fertility right. And then they're yeah. going to know immediately. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yep. yep. You got you to nip that in the bud, dude. Oh, oh or that's going to lead yeah. to really bad When the, the, the guy at the fertility clinic comes out and goes, dude, you yanking my chain here or what? Yeah. Hey, um, real quick, Preston, we have five hey mics if you want to just uh, okay. take a quick okay. little break. People this were texting one, yeah. in saying that it might have been from the disaster artist, but he he says, hi, Mark, in that clip. Oh, hi, Mark. And yeah. not hi, Mike. Yes, so, that's right. All right, here we go. Marissa found all these. No, we got six now. This one is from Swingers. Okay, okay here's Swingers. Hi, Mike. No. 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 Uh, Jaws 3D. All right. Hi, Mike. No. no. <laughs> Fast Times. Mike. Mike. Hi. No. no. Oh, I like that one. Uh, Brady Bunch. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Better, but that's the best one. He yeah. said, oh, hi, Mike. Uh, all right, this is school? from old school. Hey, Mike. No. no, I think it's the. I think it's the. Oh hi Mark, and we just misheard him. Oh hi Mark. Yeah, uh, but it said on the on our screen, Mike. Mike. He said Mike. Yeah, but I think that's what he was referencing. Okay. Hey Mark. Uh, hey. Okay. Uh, hey. All right. Uh, well, you know what? We figured that out. We're gonna have to have him verify that. So. Maybe that'll be his deep dark secret that Maybe he was so. the one that started that. <laughs> All right. Here are. Listen, there's some other really good ones on here, and I have a bunch. Let me jump to one. Um. Um. This is okay. This is kind of interesting. This isn't really a deep dark secret. This one says uh, is a secret they've held from their their spouse, but it says um, just how much I depend on her. Uh, for our first eight months or so of marriage, my wife and I were never apart due to moving around and being.
being in lockdown. Even now, we're hardly apart since we both work from home. She doesn't know just how sad I get when she goes Aww. away. I miss her so much. And all I really want to do is curl up on the bed and wait for her to come back. I lose my smile. I lose interest in all my hobbies, everything. Once she gets back, though, I'm all right that's, again. That's the textbook definition of a codependent relationship. That's hardcore. Not only that, Nick, yeah. when the male comes through the front door, he tears it apart. <laughs> he might be a dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's him. When the male comes and she's not home. I mean, that's and then just... he runs back and forth to the couch and he's pulling on the blinds. <laughs> that is a dog. That's, yeah. that's Right. What a dog does. He needs to get one of those things that shoots out a tree oh. every 20 minutes. Sometimes, home. sometimes I feel bad at how much I enjoy my alone time. <laughs> do not. Do not. I'm I like, do, too. Oh, they're back. Yeah. yeah I, I adore spending time with, with Claire, but I know that she likes her. We'll be in the house. Just knowing she's in the house, wherever she's doing her thing and I'm doing my thing, I, I love that. Because <laughs> you're right. You don't want the opposite, which is you're, you're running to the... Uh, <laughs> I texted my wife. I, I I took the kids out on Saturday night. I was just going to take my son, and then my wife is like, "Hey, take my daughter too. Yeah. Our daughter, I should say." <laughs> and uh, and so, <laughs> which kids have you fathered? What subliminal, deep, dark secret did we just find out about here? So I, but I'm I'm out, and I'm like, and it, and it dawned on me. I'm like, should I have asked my wife? To come with us. Like, right. did, did I just leave her at home all by right. herself? And so I text her. I go, did I mess up? Uh, uh, and this is why I text her. Uh, did you want to come out with us tonight? And she goes, no. I'm enjoying the house to myself. <laughs> me and the dogs catching up on SNL. Like, so. Dot, yeah. dot, dot. I'm leaving you. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly, Casey. To I know be, what you mean. To be that honest. Uh, Kathy, when, when, when uh, sometimes, like, you know, uh, yeah, we uh, Caroline's got this, Parker's got that, Carter's got that, and I have to go do this, and I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, well, that oh, sounds... that's, that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> that we're so not sorry. Gonna... <laughs> wait, wait. So, when, when you find that out, uh, here's what I do, and I want to know what how you do it. Uh, what's How do you subtly ask, um, okay, so how long are you going to yeah, be yeah. going? Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> um, what time do you think everybody's going to be what, back? Yeah. What time do you think yeah. you're back? Not right. how long are you going to be gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah right. You can't time it. to start the movie, turn the lights yeah. off, draw the blinds, <laughs> get the lube. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. And then if you get why, you're like, oh, no, I'm wondering. Right. <laughs> Drive safe. spending the evening with Lieutenant Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Lieutenant Hand, you got some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, some other, uh, other deep, dark secrets. Uh, here's one uh, that uh, someone is hiding from their spouse. It says that I think that he should have found someone who isn't as broken and messed up as me. Whoa. That's sad. That's just, you know, terrible, like, self-esteem. You're the broken, yeah. messed up one I want. Yeah. Yep. Do, 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 do. Okay, here you go. Listen to this. You ready for this one? Mm -hmm. That deep down, I really, truly hate her. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh. And what she did to our relationship. I'm only staying oh. to get finances in order so the kids don't suffer. Oh, my God. Wow. We can't afford two households. We get along fine. But romantically, my heart is dead. Oh, my God. Oh, well, I wonder what she did. <clears throat> May I recommend something? Yeah. Gold Dip Rose? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Steven <laughs> Singer Jewelers? Yeah. Should salt the Yep, problem. right. Started just $59. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, when the heat, when, uh, the, when in the, in the heat miser, or the, with the, uh, the frozen... Uh, cold miser? Yeah. What's his name? The cold miser. Is it cold miser? Yeah. Yeah. And then his heart it warms up and it's all good. Oh, wait, no. He was out of Santa Claus. There's the, there's, there's yeah. the heat miser and then there's the cold... 
Okay. Yeah, the cold miser. Yeah, they're, they're, both, yeah, they're okay. both misers, yes. Exactly. Then who's Budweiser? Uh, he's for you. <laughs> he <laughs> created a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, how about this one? Uh, this is a deep, dark secret someone's uh, hiding from their spouse. I really dislike his dad. Mm. He is misogynistic, close-minded, and verbally abusive. And I wouldn't be surprised if it even became physical by how much he hits the wall. And I don't want him around our children at all when we have them. I have a, a friend who's dealing with that with an in-law, and uh, it's a real strain on the relationship. I mean, they, they the guy is close with with his parents and with his family, and so she has a really hard time navigating that. Do you know what you need to, at, at a certain point, figure, okay, there's no good to be to come from forcing it. Right. And, and, and so, you know, I've seen people try to force, come on, man, we're family. If you don't like that person and you're not going to get along... You'll make it a thousand times worse by trying to shoehorn someone into someone else's life. Yep. I want to double back uh, to the uh, spending time alone because I think this sums it up. I got a uh, <clears throat> this text that came in and says, and this is kind of where I fall. It says, my wife and kids are out for a week. I'm enjoying my alone time, but only really like for a day or two. And honestly, I'm not really doing anything with my time I'm sitting down, having dinner, and watching television. Yeah, my wife was away for two weeks, and I, you know, I, it... I was lonely. I missed her. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. After a little while, I'm like, where's everybody? I want to talk to Claire. Yeah, yeah. I'll come over. Uh, All right, we can do that. I'm still good. Come uh, on to the coast. You we'll can't be still good. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, things are going great here. How are you? Why did you see the world? Uh, another deep, dark secret this person's holding, uh, how much I hate his family for how they treat him. He doesn't see the put-downs and negativity and is very close to them. Aww. So they're seeing this person being treated poorly, and they don't like it. I can get that. Yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, if if he's not responding to it, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he just doesn't care. Uh, here's another one that says, I want to, he's hiding this from, uh, from his spouse. He says, I want to tell her how I feel, but I need to grow a spine. We are really just roommates with kids. Mm. Uh, and I have to get over what her reaction will be. Which one is Balky? Now we do the dance of joy. There's a few different ones that are like that that they don't. Yes. They just don't feel a connection anymore, and they're not being honest about it because that's listen. That's you're headed down a path that can be that can permanently take you in another direction right. that you may not want to inconvenience everybody with. You know what I mean? You could become a share impersonator. Or yeah. you could do that. <laughs> or it could it could it could motivate you to get into a couples therapy program that could save everything for you Learn by simply to, communicating. I can teach you to tell her you hate her in a very effective way. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets hurt. <laughs> Nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to stop using the C word. Oh, my God. Here's another text that says, uh, I try and keep my husband close to his family, but I hate them all. Oh. <laughs> his sister has ruined every major event in our life and managed to ruin every first I did with my son because she cries. Uh, she can't have any. Oh, oh because okay. she, oh, she can't, can't have any kids. She can't have any kids. All okay. Right. Wow. Okay. That's Let's, deep, man. Yeah. These are these are some intense things. Maybe a little food for thought this morning as to something you're hanging so, on to. So don't try to force a relationship. Don't bang your uh, sister's, your wife's twin sister. Right. Oh don't God. bang her mother. Yeah. <laughs> 
Don't and bring anyone she's related to. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's just an easy right. rule. Exactly. Yeah, what friends, about Uncle Jack? Friends only, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, see, I would rather you bang my friend than my sister. Jesus. Yeah. Hey, your Uncle Jack gave me a handy. Yeah. <laughs> bang the boss, yeah, but right. not my sister. Exactly. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, there's something in my family. I guess, yeah, I don't care. Um, we think that maybe there were two cousins that... Got together. Really? Yeah, First they, cousins? Um, hold on. Let me think about it. No. Were they identical cousins? No, no, no. Do they, they walk like? Do they talk like? You guys are not helping. You guys know how, how intertwined my family is. Oh, my God. Is. It's, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I'd have to think about it. But, no, it's definitely not first cousins. Okay. So, so it's a little ways down line. But what I they mean, call kissing cousins. Yeah. close enough that we call each other cousins. Like everyone, The banjo know. kid from Deliverance looks at your family and goes, oh my god. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. And I definitely don't think that their spouses know. Alright, well, they anyhow. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, we are going to have to take a break, but not before we give away a $25 gift card to pick a lily in. Lily. Uh, they are taking orders now for the big game. They have world-famous wings, gang. As they Hey, Preston. Oh, hi, Mike. Uh, pick packs <laughs> start at just 60 bucks and include world-famous piccalilli wings, tails, and ears, along with lily, lily, pulled pork mac and cheese and more. We'll take caller number 10, and if your name is Mike, it's a bonus. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah. We have actually, Casey, she sent over a Mike montage. Oh, wow. If you want to try that. Here we go. Oh, hang Let's on. Let see me what get. this is all about. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. 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 Hi. All right, there you go. That was for Mike. Hope you're happy now, Mike. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. The Bizarre File stories are up next when we return. Stay put. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And this Bizarre File is brought to you by Monster Jam. The big leagues of monster truck competition comes to financial Lincoln Financial Field April 15th. Visit monsterjam.com for details. So, local story out yeah. of Delco. This is wild, man. A uh, man is facing attempted first-degree murder charges after what he say... He used a 10-inch knife to stab his boss inside a steak shop in Delco last week. Yeah. Uh, this guy, Steve Mullen, who owns uh, Leo's Steak Shop in Fallcroft, uh, said, I felt like I touched a live wire. It was like being electrocuted. Uh, in surveillance video, uh, you can see him standing in the doorway while one of his employees comes up from behind and just jabbed a knife into his neck. Crazy, like man. Like a 10-inch long knife. Mullen said the employee had worked at the shop for about a year, but he said, I didn't feel it at all, I guess, at the moment. You go into shock, I guess. Uh, the owner tried to fight off his attacker with the knife still stuck in his neck. He said, I started punching him. He started punching me back. And then my son came over. He grabbed two knives from our store, and he said he came up like a warrior trying to protect me. Wow. Falkaroff police arrested 43-year-old Sean Walklett. 
Uh, an officer had to deploy a taser, taking him into custody. Uh, now Walkla is facing eight charges, including attempted first-degree murder. Mm. Uh, police officer happened to be directing traffic down the street. Uh, the ambulance arrived in a couple of minutes. A doctor attending him apparently had uh, had was a specialist visiting from Chicago. And according to Mullen, he said, uh, I've taken four knives out before. And he said, you'll be my fifth and you're going to live. He said he told me exactly what I needed. Oh, that's great. So what, what, the impetus for it? What was it? Don't Nothing? Know. No, no reason. Don't know. Uh, uh, police say Walklet does have a prior history of mental illness and officers have had numerous contacts with him in the past. Uh, but uh, Mullen says, uh, I was angry, and I think he should be off the streets and prosecuted to the fullest. Could you imagine, like, like that footage of the guy at the ATM in New York was attacked from behind. A guy mm-hmm. came in with a with a hatchet. Yeah. Yeah, just standing there. It's nasty. So uh, I'm, I'm glad this guy's okay. Yeah, and Leo's is a is a Delco staple. That is, uh, that's been there forever and ever on Chesapeake. And, uh, you know, the last time I went there, shout out to Leo's because they let, they let me use their bathroom. And they didn't <laughs> no. have to do that. So thank you. <laughs> Sean Mullins or whoever that guy's name is. Not for- Sean Mullins. <laughs> uh, Larry. Uh, Sean Mullins sang uh, uh, Lullaby, that yeah. song in the, yes. in the 1990s. Uh, shout out to you because it's a lovely song. It's a great Alt song. Yeah. Uh, no, that was it. Now I have to dig this back out. Of Bono Vox. Uh, his <laughs> Steve Mullins. Steve Mullins. That was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. To Larry Mullins. Uh, Antwerp Zoo has banned a woman from visiting a male chimpanzee because their close relationship is causing him to be ostracized from the other apes. A.D. Timmermans has been visiting Cheetah, a 38-year-old male chimpanzee, on a weekly basis for four years and is now having what she described as a relationship with the animal. I just can't explain it. But zoo workers have told A.D. that she can no longer be in contact with the animal as the other chimps... have opposable thumbs. As the other chimps have excluded him from their group, causing him to be alone for up to 15 hours a day. Took me a turd. A.D. strongly opposed the band, saying, I love that animal. Yeah. And he loves me. So the other animals are getting jealous? She said, I haven't got anything else. Why do they want to take that away? She hasn't got anything else, Steve. Nothing else. Yeah. Uh, she said Some the, people are sick. She said the ban was unfair as it applies only to her while other visitors are allowed to avenge the ch- uh, visit the chip <laughs> freely. Talk to the intercom. I want to help you. Uh, Get a hobby. 80's relationship with uh, Cheetah. You're pathetic. With Cheetah sees the pair waving and blowing kisses to each other. And uh, you're an imbecile. It's through the glass of the chimp enclosure every week. Eighty steadfastly believes that the chimp loves her. Now she's holding her breasts up to the glass, Preston, <laughs> like Midnight Express. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> However, while their exchange no, through the glass appears to be little more than a playful interaction, zoo officials say their relationship between uh, the relationship between eighty. And Cheetah means the primate spends 15 hours a day outside of visiting hours completely alone because mm. the other chimps won't allow him into the group. I mean, is, is it worth just seeing where this goes and getting them a room? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the uh, curator it's said okay, baby. said he sits on his... Just all the chimps. <laughs> <laughs> she said he sits... I've never had this happen before. <laughs> he then sits on his own outside of visiting hours. Uh, an animal that is too focused on people is less respected by its peers, and we want Cheetah to be a chimpanzee yeah. as much as possible. Leave our chimp alone. Yeah. When emergency services in France got a call about a body in a canal, they prepared for the worst. But uh, so police and firefighters raced to the scene. They found out it was a false alarm and an amusing one at that. Officers were called by a couple on a bike that were cycling next to the canal. They thought they saw a corpse taped up in a black 
bag oh floating next to a heap of branches and reeds. So they called the police and they hauled the body back to the banks with the help of firefighters. Uh, to their amazement and relief, it turned out to be an inflatable sex doll. Hey, we that did that. Bag. Yes. Remember, yeah, we right. did the concert uh, floater. Yep. That's right. Yeah, the river. If you got the uh, if you got the flo- uh, the sex doll out of the uh, river, uh, you won tickets. Uh, the police station uh, came and got her. They wrote a couple on a mountain bike discovered uh, a floating mass in the canal that could resemble a human corpse. Uh, through two tapered garbage bags, we distinguished two legs and a trunk. With the help of firefighters, the floating object was brought back to the banks. Verdict, a silicone doll, truer than nature, that didn't lack air. Obviously, her owner can pick her up here if they want. Uh, an Alabama man was shot by his wife's boyfriend who was secretly living in the couple's home. What? So yeah. the ex was living in their home unbeknownst to them. No, 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 no. Uh, the boyfriend. Right. So, oh. so they're a married couple. Oh. The, the wife was hiding a boyfriend oh, in the house. Oh, come on now. So the sheriff's office said the wife told her husband that an intruder was in their home Sunday night and he armed himself with a gun. Uh, the men shot each other and both went to the hospital. The sheriff's office said Michael Amacker. I thought you told me you were single. Michael Amacker, the wife's boyfriend for over a year, had been living at the house shortly before the shooting. Like, after, after, how would you not know? Secretly. How would you not know? She had been allowing him to stay within the home for a couple of days, providing him food. Uh, the sheriff's office said there were bottles of urine in the room. Oh, my God. Which indicated that he had been there for a little while. So what, while. did she put an extra bowl down on the floor with the other, the dog's bowl? Must have been. Uh, the sheriff's office it, had... It's almost impossible to pull that off. ...hadn't uncovered a motive for the wife telling her husband that a macker was an intruder. Investigators said that <clears throat> she was too intoxicated to be interviewed after the shooting. I bet she got mad at them, or they probably had a lover's spat, and she figured she'd, you know, seek some revenge. Uh, a macker was in jail on uh, charges of attempted murder. Do you think you could hide in your house and, and be completely, uh, you know, for any period of time and be undiscovered? No. Uh, it would depend if on... If you had bottles for your urine. Well, if everybody's, you know, I, I don't know if her husband was working all the time. Yeah, or what, yeah. It might have been easy to, uh, you know, have him hide in the basement in the unfinished part or whatever, wherever they have a little secluded room. I have no idea, wow. man. But it would be difficult to pull off, no question. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in uh, the Bizarre File for you. We'll come back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Blink-182. Smashing Pumpkins. Dave Matthews Band. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. Purchasing a new cooling and heating system has never been easier. Horizon Services Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing will develop a custom solution installed the next day with no hassle financing. Book online at HorizonEasyBook.com. Oh, what's going on, Steve? Well, a new biography suggesting that King Charles never leaves the palace without four specific items. Those items are a slice of ginger root, whippets, saran wrap, and a tank of pure oxygen. Oh, wow. Riddler's... 
Nearly two years after her split from polygamist Cody Brown, sister wife's star Christine Brown is revealing why she decided to leave. Christine says, try as she might, she couldn't shake the feeling he was sleeping with other women. <laughs> and finally, many fans were shocked by Thandie Newton's abrupt departure from Magic Mike's last dance one week into filming. Director Steven Soderbergh says the simple truth is he let Thandie go after realizing he couldn't say her name without lisping through the sentence after it. Uh-huh. Hey! That's your Hollywood trash. Yeah, I was just kind of tinkering around uh, on YouTube, just finding some fun things. I had a little bit of time to kill. And I'd forgotten how much... You love porn. I love pornography. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then you got distracted by something else. I did. Yeah. And then I went over and I started... Uh, you fell down a whole hole. I just... Uh, I typed in uh, isolated vocals. Oh, those... Oh, I love that. And we haven't done that in a long time. It's been years since we've kind of tinkered around with isolated vocals. And uh, one of the first ones that came up was uh, from Queen... Um, and at first I listened to Bohemian Rhapsody and then I went over and listened to, uh, somebody to love. And I just want to, I just want to play some of this because it's, there's, there's something that, that is this the sharer? I'm not the sharer. I'm, I'm, I'm the acapella, (laughs) the acapella. Uh, No, I, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't love this. When you hear something that you, uh, an iconic song, an iconic piece of music, and you strip it away. Uh, it goes the other way many times where you strip away the production. You realize the person can't sing to save their ass. Right. Here, in many cases, we tend to favor the things that make us go, dear God, how amazing. Yeah, when it's when it, when it you hear it stripped down and you're like, oh, my God, that's even better. It's even better. Than yeah. I thought it was. Right. And shows you what a talent somebody like Freddie Mercury was. I was looking for some. The first, Actually, the first ones that I came across were, were Steve Perry. Um, oh, and, okay. and I went through a... Uh, um, uh, a guy had had uh, had, uh, had uh, highlighted a few different different things about Steve's voice and said, you know, why you'll never be able to sing this stuff. And he, and he was pointing out these notes that he can hit, right. and not only that, the power. But I couldn't find any good quality acapella. You can use apps now that will remove the music. It's not quite there's like a, There's like a, it's like a swirling sound. The ones that I'm going to play for you, <laughs> the ones I'm going to play for you now are taken from the master tapes. Right. And so they can just easily remove things, and it, the quality is fantastic. If we can find some of Steve Perry that's like that, I would play it for you because his voice is incredible. But listen to Freddie Mercury on... Uh, pull up um, Somebody to Love, Casey, if you would, please. Stat. Uh, so, yeah, let's listen to some of this. You're used to hearing that. Yeah. The song starts... This way, obviously, but and then obviously the piano comes right. in, and then we've cut it to this. Here we go. Each morning I get up, I dial, can barely stand on my feet, take a look in the mirror and cry. Lord, what you doing to me? I have spent all my years in believing you, but I just can't get no relief. Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me somebody to love? And if you stand anybody else getting goosebumps. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, and Preston, he's singing it at with those fence posts in his mouth, and you know, the, the, yeah. I mean, and and, and that they, in fact, they they show that scene of Bohemian Rhapsody where they didn't think, oh no, this guy can't do this. Oh man, uh, and uh, it's just amazing. Yeah, let's hear a little more here. Yeah, 
Those little... It like, sounds like uh, Kathy when she finds a sucking one. <laughs> every day of my life, I work till I ache my bones. At the end, I take home my heart and pray all on my own. I go down to my knees and I start to pray till the tears run down from my eyes. Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Hang on, let me back it up just a little bit because this part's awesome. But everybody wants to put me down. They say I'm gone crazy. They say I got a lot of water in my brain. I've never noticed that part before. Yeah. Uh, you guys, um, <laughs> he's mentioned fiddle faddles. Hang on. They say I got a lot of water in my brain. <laughs> I got no common sense. I got nobody left to believe. You know, I heard that there during the session for Under Pressure that, uh, Bo, of course, they create a masterpiece. Moe, Bowie and Moe is his cousin from <laughs> Minnesota. Bowie, yeah, Moe, Bowie, Moe. Yeah, uh, Moe, Moe. And, and then Into was Moe and Blowy, who was very promiscuous. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, but the, um, uh, that they, <laughs> that uh, Freddie Mercury's singing style, like his uh, improvisational thing, was sort of uh, annoying Bowie. Yeah. Uh, oh. And uh, that was an issue. When we had Brian May here, uh, and, and we spent the bulk of the conversation talking about uh, the stereoscopic uh, viewing stuff, which right. is what he was promoting, um, we, we went into, uh, you know, Queen, obviously, and the first thing I asked him about was under pressure. Yeah. And, and I said, man, how was that recording session? He goes, difficult. <laughs> and it was hard. And he alluded to the fact that he and Freddie, or David and Freddie were, you know, they're... It's they're, Moe, Preston. Mo, it got all mowing. Uh, but they, uh, they have conflicting styles. Yeah. They're both amazing at what they do. Uh, but but it, they made they it, made greatness. It was incredible. Yeah, sometimes you need that. If you both know your desired goal is to do something great, and then you you're going to be passionate for what you're doing. It's like every day on the show we say, "How can we be great?" Right. And we fall so far short of it. <laughs> well, we try. And yeah. I feel really sorry for this person. Uh, they texted in and said, "Not only does that Queen song suck, it sucks even harder with the music behind." It. Oh, oh dear God! Oh, that's I feel sorry for you. Well, wow. It's all subjective, but yeah, I mean, if you're not blown away by that, yeah, okay. Uh, listen, how about a little... Uh, it says signed Richard Marks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a little uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. All right, so uh, hang on. Is this the real life? And these harmonies sound a little bit different. Um, Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. I think they're leaving some parts Open out. Open your eyes. Look up to the skies and see I'm just a poor boy I need no sympathy Cause I'm easy come, easy go Little high, little low Any way the wind blows Doesn't really matter to me Good question. There's a couple things going on there I never noticed before. So, uh, uh, our 
are we um, hearing in real time they're harmonizing, uh, or has that been layered? Uh, I, I think it was layered, probably. All right. Because uh, I think that's Freddie harmonizing with himself in some of those. He, but, he couldn't do that for real? Uh, well, you never know. He's a very talented guy with all those teeth. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he had another like voice. five voices. He had another voice in there somewhere. <laughs> but hang on. Listen. Anyway, the wind blows doesn't really matter. Matter. There's a couple of syllable doesn't things. Doesn't really matter Okay, yeah, one of them, he goes, matter, and the other one, he goes, matter. Uh, so this was a matter. discarded, um, yeah, yeah. Maddie. <laughs> no, it's not matter, it's Maddie. Maddie. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, that's yeah. problematic. Moe, you sounded great. Moe, nailed it. <laughs> Moe, you're doing what you're doing. Moe, aces. Freddie, you need to change the phrasing. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Here. <laughs> really matters to me. Then they bring the piano in just to fill this out. Maddie. <laughs> then it goes away. Here we go. Mama. This is so good. Just killed a man. Oh, dude. No, wait. Maybe we should take that out. <laughs> Let's do that again with You know, I've never noticed that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Without the music, play it again. You'll hear really it. To me. This is what happens yeah, when you listen. listen to these isolated things, pick up things you never heard before. Hang on a second. Mama <laughs> just killed a man. <laughs> Put a gun against his head. Pulled my trigger, now he's dead. Mama. <laughs> is that just me or did it? Hear it. Okay. No. It's, it's, it's mixed there. low in the actual release. It must yeah. be because there's piano underneath that. They didn't want to really focus on that. Right, so. right. Because it's the down part of this. Yeah. Somebody texted, they really gave this eight more years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Life had just begun. All right, now, on uh, all seriousness. Do you pick a part of this that you really like, and let's see if we can do it. When he goes, uh, and now... I was thinking the same thing. They've gone and thrown it all away. All right. The, because the, the the raspiness that comes into his voice. Uh, Listen to this. Life had just begun. Right but now I've gone and thrown it all away. Right. Love that. If I'm not back again this time tomorrow, carry on, mm. carry on. Is it nothing really matters? <laughs> I don't know if Nell fits in this That's one, guys. Life. Yeah. Nell, can you take it back from the pot? Put the squirrel down. <laughs> May I be a pata? Too late. Oh, my God. My son is <laughs> Sent shivers down my spine. Bodies aching all the time. Oh, Goodbye, everybody. I've got to go. Gotta leave you all behind and face the truth. 
Bluetooth. So the, the guy who did, <clears throat> who sang a lot of the replicating Yeah, the songs, Bohemian Rhapsody, yes. Like, was amazing. Yeah, I saw, there's a couple of videos that he's made on YouTube where he describes how he gets, gets that, to that tone. Yeah. I mean, number one, you have to have a voice that's somewhat similar. Right. But he does some things vocally to to emulate uh, Freddie, and uh, it's, you know, it's really technical stuff, but he's able to do it. Think think about also just in the regular singing and phrasing and this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and think about <laughs> that whole process with the people who do it really well. I mean, obviously, the Eagles were just in town, and, and that harmonizing, honestly, that's why mm-hmm. I think a lot of people want the little... The River Valley Vocal Band to reunite. Of course, we, there's some amazing singers out there. I mean, you, you, you look at the guy Parnell who now sings for Journey. Uh, they found him on YouTube because he was pretending or he right, was impersonating right. uh, Steve Perry, and he could do it spot on. There was a guy years before that. I think he was one of the first YouTube finds. Um, <clears throat> he was singing Boston songs, and he could sound just like Brad Delp. And Brad Delp had this incredible power and range. Yeah, yeah. You get way up high. And this guy was just like a car mechanic, and he was just singing uh, karaoke. And the band found out about it after Brad Delpa died, and they brought him on. Uh, And there's been a few other people that that can really sound exactly like those iconic singers. It's pretty incredible. It is amazing stuff. But, you know, they don't don't have the opportunity. There's so much studio... um, Manipulation these days that when you hear something raw like that or raw ish, uh, it, it, it blows yeah. you away. Steve, I was thinking about that over the weekend because um, Pitbull, uh, not Pitbull, uh, Post Malone was the musical guest right, yes. on SNL. And I like Post Malone. I think Post Malone has incredible. I think he's really talent. talented yeah. as well. But um, but his production, his, his performance on SNL was so produced yeah. that I couldn't tell what was him and what was. Uh, now. You know, the, no, no, no. <laughs> what was like. Um, like production and overdubbing and sure. everything like that because they just, can do it live. They, just yeah. let him get up there and sing and, right. and be a performer. And that you know we can contrast Post Malone with with Freddie Mercury, but like you know Freddie Mercury in the studio is what we're hearing now, and, right? You know, it's just it's just different. Uh, and maybe maybe that does exist, and we're just unaware. Because at all, when you can produce all of it to that level, you don't know who really has the gift. Right. I'm looking at our at our um, audio here. We we have several that I guess we we explored this years ago. Yep. Um, but here's one I want to hear. All right, if you guys don't mind, can I switch gears for a second? Is it now? It's not now. Uh, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. No one wants to hear it. Wait, all right, we're going to do a side along, Kong Kong. Uh, take one. <laughs> That's side along, Kong Kong. <laughs> take one. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> Wait, I got a brand new. <laughs> All right, Moe, you come in now. <laughs> Bowie. I'm David Bowie, and it's such an honor to record with now. I've never recorded with anyone with visible pieces of squirrel meat in their teeth. <laughs> Bowie and Nell. <laughs> I want to see if you can harmonize the side of Hong Kong. Kong. I just right, want to see how that sounds. I'll try one second. <laughs> Do you have it? I'll try. Wait. Wait one second. Sorry, Hong Kong, Kong, No, yeah. It's hard. All right. Let's try it again from the top. It's hard. Sorry, Hong Kong, Kong, No, I can't do it. I don't know what she's saying. Bring Freddie back. <laughs> oh god okay alright no I wanted to hear this is uh, the police um, oh they're finally taking us out of here <laughs> yeah. eight years can't do it hang on this is uh, Roxanne here we go what 
That's at the very beginning of the song. Oh. You can hear him laughing. Oh, hear this is the whole. This is the whole track. Hang on. I want to hear that. Uh, no. Part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear the laughing part again? Yeah. yeah. yeah the piano. Jesus. Okay. Here we go. Roxanne, you don't have to. That's it? No. Those days are over. You don't have to show your body to the night. Roxanne, you don't have to wear that dress tonight. Walk the streets for money. You don't care if it's wrong or if it's right. Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. You don't have to put on the red light. So, Roxanne, 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 Roxanne. We talk about uh, singers losing their upper register, and mm-hmm. you know, and how they, they, I guess they drop it down, you yep. know, to, so they can handle it. Um, I don't think he could do that now. Probably not. Right. So, yeah. But there are some that still amaze with their the ones who hang on, who can still get up there. Who comes to mind? Well, you know, I was thinking about Daltrey. I mean, it's not quite right. the register where it used to be, but uh, he's in town tonight. And right. I saw him two or three years ago at the ballpark, and Daltrey was hitting notes yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. a really impressive way. And I don't mind them scaling it down to right. accommodate, because that's, that's oh, a natural thing to lose the... Yeah, he's not 30-year-old Daltrey. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you don't go in uh, thinking you're going to get Daltrey from 1970, but right. it was still pretty damn pretty amazing. amazing. Dude, this is not just a plug for the MMRBQ, but Corey Glover. Oh, God. living color. Yeah. Yeah. When they played uh, the uh, Camp Out for Hunger, he was hitting these notes. We were all looking at each other going, yeah. did I just hear that? Yeah. Pretty amazing. So you'll see him put a display on tomorrow. If you even talk about us, like, throughout... There's times when you you said your voice you were, lost the ability to do it hit a high note. Yeah, yeah. I I go in and out. I think I sound fairly similar to me years ago. Uh, though it, oh, over time, when you listen to something old, you'll always hear yourself sounding at a higher register. You yeah. know, if it's over the many years. But yet we uh, if they the ability to retain your vocals and hit those high notes is yeah. something amazing. By the way, speaking of the the police, uh, Carter and I were in the kitchen yesterday cooking dinner, and I, I just put on some music, so I put on some police, and we started talking about the band. And I said, uh, he was asking about him, and I said, yeah, I go, Sting wrote easily 90% of right. the songs uh, for that band. And that, like, tweaked his melon. He, yeah, was, yeah. he was like, what? He's like, I thought it was, you know. A collective? Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. All, there, there were some songs they did together, but I'm like, no, almost all of that. Was Sting? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Wrote all those huge hits, and he just had this like his respect for Sting went through the roof right after that. The guy is pretty damn amazing. So, um, yeah. Anyhow, I, we should take a break. I'm looking at the clock, but I, I oh, could yeah. do this. I could listen to stuff like that all could day. Do this long. all day long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go, I go, Captain America. I know, I know. Uh, actually, you know what? Real quick, pull up a little bit of Marvin Gaye because uh, right. that'll be the last thing we do. Right. Because which that... one do you want? We have two. We have Grapevine and we have uh, Ain't No Mountain. Uh, Grapevine. Okay. Ain't Let's... No Nail High Enough. Because this is just this is one of the greatest singers ever. Ooh, I bet you're wondering how I knew 
that they would have at like amusement parks or the boardwalk. Yes. Uh, I sang that. I was probably in fifth or sixth grade. I don't know where that cassette is. <sighs> Find I it. Know. I bet you were going for it because Casey goes for it when he yeah. sings. Yeah. Casey, I was the drummer in my video. Oh, uh, were you? Wherever that lives. <laughs> <laughs> We what, did what one. song was it? Oh God, I forget. <laughs> I probably I don't know yeah. something Madonna or we who did. Knows. There was another one where you could lip sync and do a dance in front, of, and it was a video. Yeah, <laughs> and that's so what we me, did. my buddy Matt, and my buddy Jeff did uh, "Me So Horny," right? And so Jeff knew all the words, so he was the lead singer. <laughs> the best part of this video, and I, I God, I hope somebody still has it. Is there was a there was a hula hoops? Yeah. <laughs> so oh yeah. This hula hoop, and I smashed my friend Matt. In the face with this hula hoop, and you see us get in the fight in the middle oh, of this thing. In the video? <laughs> so That's awesome. Oh, I gotta see. Yo, oh, Jeff might actually have that, I would but like, love this. Hear that. like, jump roping through the Because <laughs> as most of the videos of the time were either jump roping or hula hoops. <laughs> you know, especially during yeah, yeah. Me So Horny. <laughs> Wow. All right. Yeah, we need to find that. We definitely need to find that. And now people are texting in some great suggestions. Like uh, uh, somebody had said, uh, don't discount uh, George Michael. No, absolutely. Yeah. I I played for Caroline the other day, One More Try from George Michael. I'm like, you want to hear a guy who could sing? Listen to this. Right. Something else. So well, maybe we'll do this again sometime. We haven't we haven't gone to this well in years. No. So I wouldn't mind uh, flirting around with that again. All right. Let's take a break, though. Stay with us. We will be back in a moment. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 